going on everybody? I go by the name of It's Mari Mars And you are now tuned in to Gem Talk Where we have conversations that inspire greatness and barbers I got Tank be chopping with me today Tank, what's going on, dog? Hey, y'all know what it is, man. I want to say, Marv, I appreciate what you're doing, big dog. Like, me, I really love to see it. And the fact that you brought me on your platform, hey, I appreciate it, fam. I really do, man. Thank you so much. Bro, I appreciate you for uh, taking the time to kick it with me. How much time you got tonight? Uh, We got time, bro. We got time. All right, cool. We usually go about an hour and a half, two hours. Are you good with that? Perfect. Bad, bad. So we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Yo, it's funny. Uh, remember I told you before you went live, they always yell at me? Yeah, I see, I, it already. I see it. <laughs> Let's see if Marv will be on time. Was I on time for this one? Barbers family, let me know. I think I was as close as I've been. Barbers, I'm tapped in from upstate New York as always. Uh, Tank is tapping in from, you're in Houston, right? Houston, yes. Yes, sir. Let us know in the chat where you guys are tapping in from. Flood the chat. Let us know where you're tapping in from. What up, Stefan? How you doing? Plug said, let's go. Beans Career Academy is in the house. Let the James, uh, let the uh, gems begin. Uh, shout out to uh, Elevate Cuts Hair and her whole family for always tapping in. Um, we got my homie D Blesses in the building. Tapping in from the DFW. Cali in the building. Kentucky, I'm assuming, right? Kentucky's yep. in the, the building, Las Vegas. Let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean, uh, I don't know the guru. Uh, they must be talking about you, Tank. They're <laughs> calling you the guru. We got Fort Wayne in the building, New Orleans in the building. K Dot said, "What up, Marvin Tank?" San Diego's in the building. The Bay's in the building. What's it's good, cool. everybody? I appreciate y'all for coming in here, man. Yo, have you lived in Houston your whole life? My whole life, bro. I've been here, you know, thirty-six years. So you're 36 years old. Yeah, yeah, 36 years old. 36 years young. Come on, man. Don't don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Yo, yo facts. I feel like I haven't even got started yet, bro. I feel right. like in my body, sometimes I'd be forgetting that I'm 37. So I'd be having clients in my chair, and uh, I'd be talking to them about different things, and then I could tell that they don't really understand what I'm saying. And then I'm like, how old are you, bro? And yeah. they'd be hitting me with that. 21 or 22, I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm 37. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, I feel young. Same. Yeah, so you feel like you haven't even gotten started yet either. You feel like you're just just rolling into it? You know know what's funny is, man, I feel young because I'm kind of young in the whole uh, content space. You know, I've barely been doing it, you know, religiously. I say religiously because I'm really into it, obviously. But I I ain't been doing it that long, maybe like three years, you know, and – so I feel young to the content stage of it, but cutting hair, I feel like an OG, you know, and even here in Houston, I have a lot of people always like, bro, you're an OG in Houston. Like you've been doing this for so long. And it's like, yeah, but I still feel young because I'm tapping into a new market. And then me personally, I still feel young. You know, my kids always make fun of me. They're like, dad, you're old. But I'm like, man, y'all, y'all tripping. Like I'm still young. I still got it. Yeah. How many kids you got? I got four kids, bro. Okay. What you got yeah. boys and girls or what are you, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. We got two boys and two girls, man. Two and two. There you go. I got two girls, bro. And uh, my oldest is 14. My youngest is going to be 13. So it's a whole new uh, chapter for me. Uh, reliving some of these high school drama moments, you mm. know, the teenager moments that we all have went through seeing it in my kids. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's kind of cool, but I, I agree with you, man. I think the kids definitely keep us 
young for sure. You said you started the content like um, three years ago. What inspired that for you? Yeah, it was about three years ago, maybe maybe 2019, 2018, somewhere around that. I don't know exactly when, but uh, basically what inspired me is, you know, I've been a barber for, you know, 16 years, you know, going yeah. on, it'll be 16, 17 years, actually, in uh, June, it'll be 17 years. And uh, I want to say maybe like year 10, 11, 12, I started getting like tired of barbering, bro. Like, and that just, I was like, I need a barber because I, I, I like cutting hair, but I'm just tired of being behind the chair all the time cutting. And I was getting burnt out, honestly. And yeah. uh, 2020 came around and I was posting stuff on Instagram, but not heavy, just like photos of my work, not really creating content, just posting the videos and photos. But uh, 2020 came around. I was like, you know what? Let me get on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can teach some somebody something. Let me just see how this YouTube thing works for me. And uh, bro, I instantly got addicted to wanting to do YouTube videos because not because like, Oh, I wanted the fame or I wanted that. I just liked helping so many people when people were watching my videos, commenting like, bro, you're killing it, man. I appreciate it. This helped me so much. It kept me wanting to go. So then I remember I went to, uh, I was, I was joining to your lives and I remember one time you would look at my reels and you're like, bro, your cuts are good, but you're really not providing anything for the barbers. Like, yeah, you, I you gave you an IG audit, bro. Was that, I gave you like an IG audit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and and that said, you know what? All right, cool. Let me figure out what I need to do. And then I remember I went to CT like three years ago, and uh, I was I was spectating. This is before I was like big on YouTube or Instagram. I was just spectating, and uh, I remember seeing all the content creators uh, talking to everybody, and everybody was like, "Bro, you need to get on Instagram and TikTok. You need to start posting, bro. Like you can you can push it." And that's the, literally when I started doing it. The week we got back from CT that next day. As I started just killing it with posts, killing it with posts. And I just kept doing it, bro. I kept find, trying to find my lane, trying to figure out what type of content worked for me. And I just kept pushing it, bro. How do you feel? Do you feel like you found your lane? Do you feel like you kind of got, got it down? Or are there times where you still feel like you're still finding it? I feel like I'm still finding it. I have a lane, but the lane isn't wide yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to work my way in the lane. Uh, but I feel like I have uh, built an audience on people that like to hear what I have to say. So I, I do feel that I've kind of found my lane. But at the same time, there's sometimes where I'll drop content and it will just it will just flop. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'm trying to be a little different or I'm not doing the same exact thing. I want to branch out a little bit. But for the most part, bro, I just know that me, what I put out, it's going to help somebody. Even if it helps one or two people, that's that's what it's about. Yeah. So you, uh, you, you're also the type of person where you don't hesitate to put yourself on camera, right? Like you, you do a lot of talking head stuff, this going live stuff. You're probably pretty com comfortable doing this right. Um, yeah. on Instagram, the same thing. You talk to the camera a lot and a lot of people are always asking me like what to do if you're more introverted or shy, or you don't like being on camera and are always looking uh, for advice from me. Um, were you ever like scared to be on camera or was it just something that you just naturally just went and, and did it without really thinking twice about it? All right. So little backstory for one, I'm a Leo and I don't know if y'all know about Leo's, but we like, we like the limelight a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I vibe so, with Leo's good. That makes sense while we vibe. Yeah. So, so, uh, but not just that, uh, I used to do music back in the day, bro. Like back when I was 
you know, 14 to like 30, I was yeah. doing music. So I was crazy. Me and you both. I'm sure you heard that by now. <laughs> yeah. So it was like I was already getting comfortable with putting myself in front of people, getting in front of the camera, doing music videos. And so, so I was already kind of comfortable with it. But then when I switched to doing content for barbering, uh, I felt I did feel a little nervous myself. And not that I was scared behind the camera. I was like, I want to make sure that I'm providing the right type of value or giving somebody stuff that they need or, or what they want to hear. I don't want to, you know, just be in front of the camera rambling about whatever. So I was a little nervous. And for the people who always ask, like, what do you do when you're nervous? What helped me was I would go to the shop early before anyone was in the shop and I'd record my videos before anybody was there. No one's in the background, no matter how many times I messed up, no one was judging me. You know, it was all it was all good and I felt comfortable. And uh, I would get on my phone and I'd go IG live when I had like five or six K followers, bro. And only like three people would be in the live. But that was yeah. good because it was like practice for me now, you know? Yeah. And, and that's and what helped me. Yeah, and it's funny because Ivan Zeus shared the, this insight with me. He said, when you suck, you get to suck in private, right? Like when you're not that good at going live or you're not that good at creating content, the cool part about it is a lot of people don't see it because you're not good, you know? And uh, I think it's such an interesting per, uh, perspective because, you know, when I'm dealing with content creators and they're asking me if they should go live or if they should put out content, one of the things that tends to discourage them is, if they go live and there's only two people tapped in, three people tapped in, or if they do post a piece of content and only gets 47 views and two comments, you know, it, it gets discouraging. Um, but at the same time, it's all in how you look at things, right? So yeah. if, if, you know, if you're not really confident or feel like you're that good at going live and you don't got a lot of people watching it, good. Maybe you do suck. Right. Like I still think I'm not that great at being on camera. I know I'm better than I was, but I'm still <laughs> my own worst critic, just like you are, too. There are times yeah. I put out concept pieces and they flop, too. You know, so for those of you that are are tapped in right now and you are thinking like, yo, I love what you're doing, Marv. I love what you're doing, Tank. I just wish I uh, was as extroverted as you or I wasn't as camera shy as I am. What I would say to you is just start putting stuff out, man. Just just. Put it out. Um, I, I'm sure Tank could co-sign this thought. When you put things out and you get an opportunity to see yourself, oh, it helps you overall, right? It, it, yeah. it makes you. It, it helps you be better because you start to see, you know, some of your hand gestures may be weird, or you're saying I'm all the time, or what I do a lot is I repeat myself all the time. You guys are hearing me do that a lot tonight, right? So you guys get an opportunity to see yourself, which in turn gives you an opportunity to to critique it. And then be better moving forward, you know? Yeah. So just put, put some stuff out. And as long as you're leading with the right intention, like I know Tank does and I do, we lead with the intention of we're just trying to help people. As long as you're coming from a, a space like that, you know, you put it out, whatever happens, happens. Even if it only gets one view or you got one viewer, that may be the one person that needed to see it and you could change their yeah. life. And and it's funny that you say that too, bro, because I was talking to somebody about that uh, the other day. So I was in Lubbock uh, yesterday, well, this morning also, but yesterday we had a class and a barber battle and people were telling me like, I like posting content, bro, but I only get like 300 views or like 500 views. And I was like, bro, like, dang about 500 people in one room. Facts. Like, that's a lot of people. 
Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't think of it as a, so big of a spe spectrum. Everyone's always like, well, your videos are getting, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60K. I'm only getting, I'm like, bro, like, it's cool. Like, 300 people is still a lot of people. Don't worry about what the next person is getting. Do you, and that's going to keep growing, keep getting more people in that room. Don't worry about the numbers yet. Just post, and like Marv said, man, just post with the intent to either educate somebody, inform somebody, give them some type of value, and you're going to be all right. Yeah. Blur Gotti says, uh, the first video talking in front of the camera ain't hard. It's the hyping yourself up to post. That's the hard part. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I I'm sure you can relate. There's been plenty of times where we've recorded something and, and, and we looked at it, over critiqued it, and maybe say, you know what? I ain't posting this. Like, bro, I'm, I'm just I do that all the time. And I'll, I'll save it in my archives. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll like I'll screen record it and I'll send it to to like Barbara June or my boy Cut Flow Dre or Jay Blends. I'm like, what do y'all think about this? And I'm like, bro, why haven't you posted it yet? Right. And I don't know. I felt like my my acting was a little off, or I just feel that it wasn't hitting. And I'm like, bro, like it's good. Like, stop, stop overthinking it. I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. Yeah. And, and how many times have you posted something that you weren't super excited to post or almost talked yourself out of, and then it hits? I know that's bro. happened for me so many times. There was one video where I wish I could pull it up quick. I'd pull it up. It was um, like one of the TikTok trends. So I, it was like a little six, seven second clip. And it was um, me recording myself, right? So I press record to record it. And as I'm recording it, I'm making like a face. I'm like tapping, this, acting like I'm going to tap the screen. And my daughter was sitting next to me. She's like, dad, what are you doing? And I'm trying to like ignore it because I want to stay focused. And she's like, dad, yeah. what are you doing? So then I stopped it and I'm like, babe, I'm, I'm making a piece of content, right? So I almost just redid it, right? But then when I watched it, I'm like, it's kind of all right. If I redo it, I might mess it up. It might not be as good. You know what? I'm just going to save it and we'll see what happens, right? So then I recorded yeah. a couple more. I didn't like those ones. So then I ended up taking that initial one, putting the words on it, and then I posted it. Bro, the thing got like a million views, you yeah. know, but I almost deleted it. And I'm sure you've yeah. had that experience too. Bro, for sure, bro. There's times where I record a video and I know that I messed up on something. But I think like you said, we're our, our biggest critic. So we see it and we see it because we know it's coming. Right. So we're like, oh, look, I messed up right here. I didn't do this properly or whatever. But other people don't even see it like that most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's so true you say that too, right? Because speaking of doing music, I remember performing on stage, and this happened a few times. And there were there were a few times where I just completely messed up the lyrics. I forgot the lyrics. I, I had to freestyle because I, you know, saying something different, or I'm just like just changing it, making it something different. And then I'm getting off the stage, and I'm feeling like, man, I messed up. But nobody else noticed it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there was plenty of times nobody noticed it because for them, it just they were watching me perform. They thought that was how it was supposed to be. They thought that was part of it. You know. So I've experienced that in music where I knew what I did, but they didn't. And it's the same thing with the content where it's like, all right, I, I slipped up and said this a little wrong or I said this word funny or I did a weird thing with my face or I have a booger in my eye or whatever the case is. But it, you're right, man. A lot of times the people, they, they don't even notice that only we do. Yep. hundred percent, yeah. bro. hundred percent. You know? So as far as the content though, bro, like, You've been crushing it, man. And I, I want to applaud you and salute you because sure. we we done connected, you know, a, a while back on the internet. Um, obviously, you said I did an audit on your page. I didn't did so many of those. I don't remember that specific one, right? But, you know, it's been a little minute. And over the time since we've connected, I've watched you grow. I've watched your content 
uh, improve. I, I see you out here doing some really cool stuff. You're walking around the expos doing interviews. Uh, yesterday, you just did a class, right? I seen you did a, another class a little ways back at Fort Worth. It was like, I think it was a solo class you did. Yeah. And um, just all of these opportunities and, and stuff are starting to come for you. How does it feel? You know, seeing it all unravel and seeing these opportunities come to you. Yes, bro. It's it's, it's nuts, bro. It, it, it's crazy to me. Like, I, I love it. I ain't gonna lie. I, I love it, man. Like, I, I I embrace it, you know, but it's just crazy because I'm just, I'm just, the, I'm the same barber that I was 10 years ago, right? Same person who was just cutting hair behind the chair 24-7, you know, or five days a week, whatever the situation may be. And now I'm getting invited to these events. I'm getting flown out by different companies. Like, hey, we want you here at the booth. Uh, can you come out and do some interviews for us? Can you come out and give a class? Stuff like that. And it's just crazy to me, bro, because it's like I'm helping, I'm reaching so many people and I want to reach a lot more. So I'm, gr- I'm still grinding hard. I still got, I still got that hunger in my heart, right? But it's just crazy to see it all happening. And I tell people, People this all the time, bro. Like the, the content can take you places. Just recording yourself, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be cutting hair, giving tutorials, unboxings, reviews, you know, being funny behind the camera, it can take you places that just cutting hair can't take you. Yeah. How, how did you get the opportunity to, to do those interviews? Like, how did you? St- how did that happen? You know, yeah, like so, I'm at Connecticut and you come up and you got the Connecticut team and the Connecticut mic, and then the same thing in Vegas. How did that happen? Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, uh, I was uh, I was doing a lot of reviews for Clippers, you know what I'm saying, for my YouTube. Uh, so I was always reaching out to different people. I reached out to Dennis from Babylist, like, maybe, like, three years ago, and I was trying to talk to him about getting some tools, uh, like, even early, but I was like, man, I'll pay you for these tools. Long story short, he started sending me some uh, some new tools before they came out. Me and him built a relationship. And obviously, he's good friends with Jay Majors, you know. Uh, Jay Majors gives me a follow one day. And sure enough, uh, a couple weeks later, he's like, hey, are you going to CT? And I was like, I-, I plan on it. Like, what's up, man? Like, what's good? And he's like, I got an opportunity if you want it, you know. Let, let's let's set it up. He's like, I'm gonna give you a call in a little bit. So he called me a little while later, basically, and was like, "Look, man, I need someone to help come out and uh, basically interview the people behind. You know, not, not the barbers who are attending, but I want you to interview some of the people who are setting up booths, some of the educators, because we always have a lot of people interviewing uh, the barbers here, spectating. But we want to get some of the behind the scenes people because we feel that they don't get a lot of shine. So, like, all right, cool. So basically, that's what happened, man. I showed up in CT. Uh, you know, he, he gave me a mic, gave me a camera, someone recorded me, and we knocked it out. And then same thing happened with LV. He hit me up. He goes, hey, you coming to Las Vegas? I'm like, what's up? You need me there or what? He goes, yeah, man, come through. Like, let, let's do it all over again. And it's basically just for me putting out content and showing my face to people online, like putting out these Clipper reviews. And they were they were looking at me, and Jay, Jay even told me, he's like, bro, you're good on camera. Like, you have yeah. a good... Uh, you know, you have a good uh, character on camera. Like you, you're, you're outgoing. You're easy to talk to. You don't stutter too much. I mean, I stutter, but I, yeah. I roll with the punches. It's all good. So right. he was like, "Man, let's do it." And that's basically what happened, bro. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, bro. It's cool to see. I love it because I'm like, yo, my man Tank is out here, bro. He's, he's, he's making a name for himself, doing some cool stuff. And I truly believe you got the barber's best intentions at heart. Um, that's one thing I can say about you, man. Like from the moment I physically met you, I just felt a sense of genuineness, if that's a word or or, or authenticity, right? Like just a real dude. And for me being in this content creation space and in this, this barbering space and in the world period, you know, 
you, you move through it and you just start to see there are just so many people who just aren't that, you know? So when you get an opportunity to meet somebody who you feel like, okay, this dude, he, he got that thing. Like he, he's, he's him and, and he's coming from a good space. When you meet somebody like that, you, you vibe with them, you know? And that's yeah. why I, I'm, I'm, it's cool for me to like, see all of the, the blessings starting to come your way and things starting to happen for you because I, I, I think you are a blessing to our industry and more than just clipper reviews. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're crushing those and, and you've done help these companies sell a lot of clippers. You, know, <laughs> right. you, know, you done did that, right? Like we haven't got the bags we deserve for helping these companies sell our clippers, you know what I'm saying? They're clippers, yeah. Right. Um, but it, it, and, and it's because you're just, you're authentic and you're genuine and you got, um, it, it, I feel like you got a good heart and you're for the people. So, that's why you you I always tell you you got my support and everything you do and any way I can help you you just let me know because you're the up and coming guy now you know you're you're gonna be the one that's getting all of these opportunities on stage and you know all of these new things that are gonna start coming our way for barbers you're him you know what I'm saying so man I appreciate that bro I really do man like that 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 that's that's the plan you know what I'm saying that we're trying to move in the right direction bro and you know I, I appreciate it coming from you because that lets that gives me a little validation and I, and I don't feel that we always need validation from other people but when you see people in the position where you want to be like yourself uh it, it lets me know that at least I'm I'm putting the right foot forward yeah yeah I love it man I love what you're doing I love what Dre's doing what Barbara June's doing what Quick's Barbershop is doing what Coldis is doing there's a lot of uh, creators. You know, I could keep going on and on, but I, I love what you guys are doing. I love the element you guys are bringing, the creativity and the, 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 the genuineness and, and authenticity and actually caring about the barbers. Because it's, it's one thing when you, you give the barber some value, but ultimately there's like an alter, uh, uh, ulterior motive. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, I'm going to give the barbers a little bit, but ultimately I just want you to buy my clippers or whatever, you know, using that as an example where yeah. you're just giving from a spot of giving, you know, you, yeah. you, you, you're trying to give as much game as possible, help as many barbers as possible. And you're using different channels to do it. So I love to see it. And I think the barbers on here love to see it as well. Barbers, if y'all rock with tank, drop some fire emojis, bro. Drop, drop some gems. <laughs> flood Drop the chat let's go <laughs> make it, sure you it. follow tank on youtube uh and instagram that's where he's the most active follow him everywhere you can find him uh if you guys haven't hit the like button already make sure you do that as well send some likes subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so and the one thing i want to make sure i point out that i haven't pointed out yet is ask questions um, whatever question that comes to your head, even if it has nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about, ask the question because I can put the question in my little folder and, uh, if me and tank don't cover it at some point throughout the live. Once we get closer to the end of it, we'll I'll go through the list of questions and, um, yeah. just make sure we, we touch on all of them. And I don't know if you can see all these fire emojis oh, coming in. I, tank. I, I appreciate <laughs> y'all for rocking with your boy. I greatly yeah. appreciate y'all. They rock with you. So, Tank, let's get into it, bro. What's your favorite clipper right now? Oh, I, I knew you were going to put me on the spot, bro. I, I knew you were going to do it. Uh, do I need to give you mine first or you got it? No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, so, right now, I got three clippers that I'm really keeping in my rotation that I'm using a lot uh, right now. And I, I wouldn't say one over the other, but, yeah. you know, in no particular order, I'm using uh, the JRL Onyx is one of my go-tos. Yep. Uh, also, the new Low Pro FX1 from Babyliss. Yeah. And then uh, the Starcraft Rebel. Those are like those are the ones I've been 
keeping in my rotation for a while and I'm rocking with them. Those are my hitters. Other ones I'm a, I'm a use when I'm, when I'm booked up at the shop all day, I'm gonna grab those. Now, if I'm doing a review or something, I'll grab something else. Or if I'm trying to get different content with different tools, but those three are like the main ones that I keep, you know, using every day, basically. Got you. Barbers, let us know in the chat what your uh, favorite clipper is at the moment as well. You know, I think it's funny about YouTube. I've got a yelled at this, uh, yelled at about this a couple times, and I'm sure you have too. Uh, I put out a video and they'd be like, yo, every clipper is your favorite clipper, or every clipper is uh, the best oh. clipper. And, I, and I'd be wanting to snap on them like, bro, like, look at the, the date of the release of the video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, number one, like, if I'm saying this clipper is my favorite clipper at the moment, and april of 2020 and now it's you know february of 2022 and i'm saying this is my favorite clipper it's 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 like two it years changed. yeah <laughs> it things change and what i always like to tell them too is you know any clipper that i've done a review on me personally speaking for myself has been a clipper that even to this day if you use it you're still gonna love it yeah. you know what i'm saying it's a good clipper <laughs> like and, it might not be might not be my go-to anymore but it's still a good clipper and i'm sure yeah. it's the same thing with you yeah, and that's the same thing I talk about too on, on these videos. Like I tell them, like a lot of these new clipper companies, or not new clipper companies, but new clippers that are coming out from different clipper companies, a lot of them are great tools. You know, it's really gonna be just based on preference now. You know, so people get mad at me, they're like, Well, this clipper is better. I'm like, Well, yeah, we can argue all day about it, but I'm just telling you what I like more, you know. But any tool you buy that has came out in the past two years, it's gonna be a solid tool nine times out of ten. Yeah, and I feel like the clipper companies are at a at a weird spot, bro, honestly, because they are all like good clippers. So yeah. how do you how do you separate yourself? Right? Like yeah. for me, my go-to right now is the JRL Onyx as well. That's my go-to. The JRL 2020C is a phenomenal clipper. The Onyx, you know, is a phenomenal clipper. That's my go-to. Um, right now I just got given the gamma boosted. So I have those right next to it. Um, as far as the trimmer, I'm using um the Stylecraft Rebel one. That's like my go-to right right now, right? But there's so many clippers that we could both name that are good clippers. You know what right. I'm saying? Like the wall clippers, Andy's clippers, babyless clippers, stylecraft, gamma, TPOB, wh whoever you want to throw in at a conversation, um, has good clippers. So now what's interesting to me is to see how how are the companies gonna separate themselves to really stand out. And I see Babyless is trying to do that with the battery switching and all yeah. of that. You know, then that you got people like me who are asking the question, well, is that even necessary? You know, it's a cool feature, but is it necessary? But yeah. I at least applaud them for for adding that element because they're trying to separate themselves where, you know, it, it's tough right now because they're they're all so good, bro. You know? Yeah. In your mind, how do you see a Clipper able, like, how are they going to be able to separate themselves? What what do you think it's going to take if you could enter the mind of, like, a Clipper developer? Yeah, bro, see, that's that's hard. That's so hard for me, bro, because, like you said, like, with all the new tools coming out, like the technology, the, the motor on them, the sound of them, it's like they're all great tools. So it's like, how can you get better than, than good, like, as good as they are now? Like, what, what, what are they going to do that's going to make it better? So it's yeah. hard, for, I think, hard for companies. Uh, and like you said, uh, the whole babyless thing with the battery, I, I like that personally. You know, that, that's me. Uh, but is it needed? Probably not. Like, you can get away with just still using a regular clipper and trimmer. Cool. Uh, I think for me, I think it's uh, it can be beneficial for certain people. Uh, but, like, as far as what's the next move for different companies, you got me, bro. I couldn't even tell you because <laughs> that, that boggles my mind just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, nah, I, I don't know. But hopefully it's something good. 
Yeah, the, you you see the it's the customization right now. It's like, all right, yeah. you know, even with the gamma booster, right when I open it, it's like you can change the color of the case, you can change the color of the lever, right? And how many clippers are doing that? Where it's like you can you can customize it to your liking, your color scheme, right? That's that's been a way. Uh, I don't even know who the first one was to do that, but that was a way to like separate themselves, right? You can customize, yeah. get your own color. But now, so many of them are doing it. So, <laughs> I'm curious to see what the 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 next step is for that, you know? Because I, I don't know how you how do you make a clipper better than the JRL Onyx? For me, when I'm looking at that clipper, using that clipper, for me, it cuts through any hair texture that I gotta cut. It doesn't struggle with, right? When it comes to fading for me, I fade very well with them. The thing I probably love the most about them is they're quiet. They're, so they're great for kids. They're just great not screaming in people's ears. They're not heavy. They feel good in my hand. The battery never dies. You know, so how do you even really I I improve it? Like even the, the Onyx from the JRL 2020C for me, I, I don't really notice a difference personally. Like uh, maybe a slight difference, but yeah. like how do you even improve it? It, you know it's, what I mean? It's hard, bro. It's hard. It really is. I think, I think personally, what companies are going to have to do is just be uh, more creative with the ergonomics of the clipper. Like, how can we make this easier on the barber's hand? How can we make it feel better? Because, like I said, bro, how are you going to get better than some of the stuff that's out right now? Like, and if it does, it's going to blow my my, my mind because I, I don't even understand how you can get better than what we got out now. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah. What would you say to the uh, beginner barber? Because I know we got a lot of beginner barbers tapped in. Let me know how long you guys been cutting in the chat. Let us know so we can kind of get a feel for the room so we can read the room. Um, just drop it in the chat. Uh, what do you say to the beginner barber that's entering our industry right now and sees all of the hype from Babyless, all of the hype from Gamma, Stylecraft, TPOB, everywhere on Amazon, and in all of these companies, right? JRL and so many influencers using different tools. Marvy Marv using doing clipper reviews. Tank doing clipper reviews. Um, and there's like all of these choices, right? And they're trying to figure out what clipper um, to to get, what clippers to use. What would your best advice be to to that barber? I, I would first ask, all right, well, what type of clipper do you like? Do you need do you need something that's going to be a workhorse? Uh, do you want something that's going to last you a long time? Do you want to keep up with the newest trends? Because that that's going to dictate my answer, you know, because. Like, I'm going to be 100% honest and transparent with all of y'all. We were actually talking about this when we were in uh, Lubbock the other day, but we were talking about cl clippers and tools. And I was telling people that the, the Wall Senior or the Wall Magic Clips, th those tools are great tools. Like, they last forever. Yeah, they, they really do. do. And it's yeah. like, you can't really go wrong with that. Like, if you could only pick one tool, like, you can't go wrong with picking a Wall Master, oh, I'm sorry, a Wall Magic Clip or a Wall Senior. So, I, I always uh, tell people, you know, you can get something different, but this is a good starting clipper. And then the Magic Clips aren't even that expensive. Uh, yeah. You know, I always uh, say that. Or I know a lot of people are more towards the, you know, I like the StyleCraft, you know, the Gamma stuff. I like what they're doing. So the good thing about StyleCraft and Gamma is they have the uh, their budget style tools. The, uh, the Rogue, I think is what it's called. Yeah, and the Rogue and the Protege. So you get a clipper and a trimmer for like 180 bucks. So it's like you can't beat that either. So really, it's just based on how the client, I'm sorry, how the barber, what, what which way they want to go. Do they just want something that's going to get the job done and last? Or do they want something a little flashy? You know, uh, do they have a favorite brand? So I think all these uh, dictate my answer. And it's going to make a big difference on what they like, uh, depending on what they like based on the tool 
of what they want to work with. You feel what I'm saying? Like if they want to work with some with a Babylon's Clipper, then obviously they may not like a Starcraft one. So I always tell them it's, it's on you, bro. Let me know what you like and I can recommend something for you. I love that. I think that's a uh, phenomenal advice, dog. Let's uh let me pull up some of these numbers in the room. Yo, Barbara Riley's been cutting for 12 years. Jamie for one. We got August of 2023. So new three months, 10 years, five years, two years. Shout outs to y'all. Six months, two years, three years as a professional, four years, eight months. So as you can we got some 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 newer barbers. We do got some OGs at 10 years. We even got a 22 years, oh, right? Go. About a year and a half, a lot of two years. So, you know, everything Tank said, I, I co-sign 100%. Um, I would also add that one of the things that I, I thought John Hall made a very good point about when we were having our conversation is that you can have too many clippers, right? He, the way he, yeah. he explained it was we were talking about cutting speed, right? And, and, uh, he was, he was like, when I see that barber that's got 12 clippers on their station, I know they probably struggle with cutting speed. And the reason why is because it's just so many different clippers and there's so many different variables. So it's hard to really get a system down when yeah. the, the measurements may be a little different on, on everything or the cotton power may be a little different on everything, right? So what I would say um, to add on to what Tank said is once you do find a clipper that you're using that you do love just rock out with that for a while man yeah. like don't fall into the to the hype of getting every new clipper that you see marvy marv do a video on or or tank do a video on you got to remember we're doing youtube reviews and stuff right we're, we're content creators the same thing when you're scrolling on on instagram or wherever and you see your favorite influencers with new clippers you got to remember, guys, guys, people are getting cut checks. You know what I'm saying? Like people are earning livings off of this, which is it's a great thing. It's great. But don't you know, if you're in love with a wall magic clip and a wall senior are your go to clippers and they've been working for you for so well, you know, that may be what you stick to. Right. And and as wall drops a newer senior or an improved magic clip, maybe go to that. But, you know, trying to try out every new thing that comes out or buying the next new clipper because a Marvy Marv did a review or you seen your influencer with it, you know, it, it could complicate things. And, and especially when it comes to you, you're cutting efficiency and you're cutting speed, which we'll talk a little bit about that too, cutting speed, but it, it you, you can struggle. I even made the point talking to John Hall, how, when I just got the gamma boosted, I wanted to use them. I was excited. So I went to do a whole haircut with them and you know, I'm a seasoned barber now, so I can cut with anything, but there's still going to be that learning curve to adjust to those because I'm so used to using the JRL Onyx right now. And the measurements are a little different. The guards are a little bit different. So there's that little bit of difference that slows me down a little bit. So for you guys that are beginner barbers, if you're constantly switching <laughs> companies, switching clippers, switching blades and doing all of this stuff, you, you're, you could make things harder on yourself. Yep. Sure, you got to try out stuff and figure out what you like and what you don't like. Sure. But then once you find something, I, I stick with it. You know what I mean? That, that would be some of my advice to add on to what tank said too. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true, bro. Cause I, I know a lot of people, it's like, even uh, when you're switching your cutting styles, like, do you fade up? Do you fade down? Do you put in guidelines first? What do you do? If you're constantly switching that, you're never going to learn what you're trying to do and get better at it. So your, your clipper is your tool. You have to learn your tool first, master that tool. And then, then you'll see your speed improving. And then if you want to switch it up, you can, but 
first learn what you're using and learn if you don't like it, why you don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you find a, a particular system of cutting, way of cutting, whether it be fade up or fade down, um, a way that works for you and a, a clipper that works for you to do a specific type of haircut, like rock with that. You know what I mean? And, 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 and keep doing it that way. Don't just necessarily switch it up because you see a new uh, video where showing you a different cutting technique or this clipper works better for it. Maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't as well. You know, like uh, for me, if I need to get through a skin fade quick, I know what clippers to pick up, <laughs> how to approach it, how to cut it. You know, I got my system down. Right. And it, the reason why is because I've done it over and over and over and over again. If I got some time to spare and I want to try some new stuff out or whatever, it may be a little different, you know, but you, you at least want to hone in on your system, your way of cutting, learn to be efficient, put out quality cuts, and then um, branch off from there. Uh, Tank, you've been cutting for 16 years. When did you start getting comfortable and feeling like, all right, I'm pretty good now. Cause I know, right. Even to this day, you still feel like you can get, you can get better, right. We yeah. can always get better. You still probably have, sometimes people get up out your chair and you see that one spot and you're kind of like, you know, we all deal with that. At yeah. what point in your career did you feel like, all right, I'm pretty good now. And you had more confidence than, you know, you did when you were a beginner barber. Okay. I think for me, it was actually probably year two in the actual barbershop. So uh, when I was going to barber school, I only had like a handful of clients, which was my homies, right? And uh, I can cut their hair good, but that's because they came to me for so long. But when it yeah. came to new clients, I was always nervous. So I think once I actually got into the barbershop and I started having to cut all these walk-ins, I was like, man, like cutting hair is hard. Like, it's not as easy as I thought it was to trying to stay on schedule, getting people in and out. So it took me about two years to learn my way of blending, my way of fading and being efficient and getting clients in and out. So I think by year two, I, I knew I was getting I was getting good. Uh, I always had a, a level of confidence, even in barber school, that I felt that I could attack any haircut and I can do any haircut. But I think really year two was when my appointments and my book started showing like, all right, he is good, you know. So yeah. I, I would say like two for me two years, and I know now, bro. Some people get cold in like six months, bro. You know, it's insane, especially these young kids, bro. They be bro. nice after three months. I'm like, bro, bro what? Yes, it's crazy. And I think a lot has to do with the amount of information that's online now. Like back when I was learning how to cut hair, YouTube wasn't, it wasn't popping like it is now. Like I couldn't just pull up 360 Jeezy. I couldn't pull up Basio. Like I was literally in the shop watching people do the cuts, asking the owner, like, you mind if I, if I watch you for a little bit, bro? And he was like, man, absolutely. You know, so it took me a little while to get good, but you know, I think I'm glad that I went through that because it helped build my character. Yeah. So if you know what you know now, if, if you're a beginner barber that's just graduating school and, and looking for a shop to go into, what what are you looking for? Like, what's your advice to that person who is trying to find a home to start cutting at? Uh, I think a lot of things that matter when it comes to finding a barbershop is you have to find if it's a good fit for you. I know a lot yeah. of people always say, like, as owners, we need to find a barber that's a good fit for the shop, right? But also, on the opposite end of that, as a barber, you have to find a shop that's a good fit for you. So walk in, talk to the owner, see see how the vibes are. If you if you already walking in and it feels you know kind of iffy, then that might not be a good shop for you. So I think that's one major thing. Also, uh, I think it's trying to find a shop that has an owner who's willing to help you grow you, not necessarily 
you know, give you handouts, not necessarily give you uh, free, you know, clients, but just help you be you and be better at what it is you do. You know, yeah. uh, I think that makes a big deal. And then if you just want to get good quick, want to learn how to get clients in and out, find a shop that has a lot of walking traffic. I think those three things are going to be something that's going to make you, I want to say it's going to make you successful, but it's going to help you achieve success a lot quicker. If you, if you're vibing in the shop, you have a great owner who's, who's willing to help you learn and help you learn. And then you have a good amount of people to practice on cutting their hair. It's going to get you good quicker, bro. Mm, that's a fact. And like K dot coop said, don't just say yes to the first shop that says you can work there. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us do that too. We get so yeah. excited <laughs> for that opportunity to be in a shop and they're like, yeah, you can start Monday. And we're like, all right, let's go. Which, you know, if you do that, cool, go for it. But also understand that you don't owe a lifetime of loyalty to the first shop that gives you an opportunity. That's sure. Right. Sure. You do. owe. Sure, there's that sense of loyalty for this, the per that we owe the person that did give us an opportunity. I, I get it, right? But if you get offered a uh, opportunity to work in a shop and you can just tell that it's not for you, or maybe it, you thought it was for you, and then after a little bit you start to see how it's really operating, you're like, "Nah, this ain't for me." You know, at the end of the day, you, you got to do what you got to do. My first shop that I worked at, I was there for two months, something like that. I wasn't there super long, but I knew that it just wasn't for me and I had to make the move. So, you know, you don't owe <laughs> the first shot that gives you a, a, a opportunity, a lifetime of loyalty. And like K dot Coop said, you know, don't just say yes to the first one that gives you an opportunity. Maybe that would be one thing I would do different back at, you know, when I first started is explore more because I was that guy that I looked at two shops. There were two shops that I was considering going to, and in my barber school, I asked the, whatever you would call him, guidance counselor type of guy, you know, which one does he think would be the better fit for me? He told me, um, it turned out not to be. And, th and then I ended up going to work at the other shop that he told me I shouldn't go. And that was actually better for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing what I know now, I, I would have definitely looked into some more shops. So, um, I, I would recommend you guys do the same thing. And if you do just jump into a shop that gives you the first opportunity, it's not right for you. Be out. You can leave. Yeah. Uh, you said something on my page, bro, where not my page, I posted on my page, but you said something on your page where, um, that the, 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 go work at a shop where basically uh, a shop owners helping you get clients Yeah, is it, one of those things where I, I ended up posting on my page and I turned it into a conversation where I, asked, you know, who's responsible, the, um, the shop owner or, or the barber. Right. And obviously we can dive into that a little bit, yeah, um, but expand on your thoughts. You know, how, how, what made you create that? And, and how do you feel? You feel the shop owner should be helping barbers get clients and uh, let's say a booth rent scenario. Cause commission yeah. is different, right? In the booth rent scenario, should a shop owner help get clients? Yeah. So me personally, I'm in a, I'm in a uh, booth rent shop. Right. And the reason why I said what I said is I see a lot of newer barbers going to shops and they're reaching out to me and saying that their own, that the owner doesn't help them get clients or the owner's the only booked one. And, you know, not to knock that owner, you know, I guess to each his own, but when I, the first shop that I worked at, just to touch on what we talked about a little while ago, the first shop that I walked into to, to be a barber, that's the shop I'm still at today. So that's the right. owner, I, I remember he called me, I was actually in the hospital. My daughter was being born and he called, he called me because my client was there who needed a haircut. And he was like, Hey, I've been going to my boy tank. And the owner was like, does he have a license? And the client was like, yeah, he goes, give him my number. Tell him, give me a call. We need a barber. So I called him that day, literally the next day, bro. I walked into the shop and he goes, Hey, uh, it's Saturday, bro. Like any walk-ins, that's all you. 
Every walk-in, anyone who calls a shop, that's all you. Here's the phone. Answer it. Set them up. Whatever time you want. Do you, bro. So the first day, I was in there getting it, bro. Saturday, right? Back in the day, you know, 16 years ago, Saturdays, everyone was at the shop all, all day. Like, people are walking in like crazy. So that first day, even after that, you know, thinking about it, even that day when people were calling his cell phone personally, he'd be like, nah, I'm booked, but we got a new barber. Come try him out. Let, let, let him uh, let him cut your hair. So he was giving me clients from day one, right? Yeah. And uh, that helped build me up, make me better, grew me as a as an individual. And what he told me was, I, this will always stick with me forever. He told me, he goes, hey, this barbershop, which is called Choppers, he goes, Choppers is, is like Macy's, bro. He goes, this is, you know, the big store. He goes, now you can be whoever you want to be in Macy's. You can be uh, Polo. You know what I'm saying? You can be Tommy. You know, you could be some of the, the cheaper brands in Macy's. You can be wh whoever you want to be, but that's on you. But let, let's, I I'm here to help you be who you want to be. I'm, I'm giving you the platform. And if you want to be, you know, Ralph Lauren, if you want to be Louis Vuitton, we can make you that. And now let's work. He goes, but you have to build your brand, but I'm here to help you do that. So he was helping me get clients from day one, bro. And then even my first week at the shop, he charged me like 20 bucks booth rent, bro. 20 right. bucks for the first week. And a lot of owners don't do that. They want to yeah. charge you the 150, 160, 175, whatever it is from day one. And it's like, all right, like, I get it. As a businessman, you're in, you're in the game to make money, but you also got to think, this is a new barber, bro. Like, he don't have no clients. How do you feel comfortable charging him 175 when he cut three people all week? Crazy, you bro. Gave, you gave him no, you gave him no clients. You know what I'm saying? You didn't give him any appointments. The walk-ins you were being greedy with. Like, how yeah. can you charge this man a full price for, for the shop that you're trying to build? Like, he's going to feel some type of way about that. So going back to the question you asked, do I feel it's the shop owner's responsibility? I don't say it is the shop owner's responsibility, but he should want to help you do good. Right. I right? agree. <laughs> I agree. And I think it, it I think the, the, the answer I would give is it's both. Right. I, I feel yeah, like it's, it's the shop owner's responsibility and it's the barber's responsibility. Mm -hmm. The shop owner should be promoting the shop. You know what I'm saying? The shop owner should be doing their best to create a quality, uh, a, a business, a, a welcoming, good professional environment oh, and make yeah. sure the barbers are set up to win and promote the shop. And then at the same time, you know, barbers, we got to go out and get it. You know what I'm saying like we can't just sit back in our chair, lay back, feet up, post a haircut picture online and think that they're just going to be banging on the door lined up wanting to give us a hundred dollars a cut. You know, it, it don't work that way either. So, you know, it's both. You, you want to be in an environment like Tank has described with, um, you know, who you got an opportunity to work for. It sounds like a great dude. So you get fortunate enough to be in a situation like that. Yeah, man, like be grateful and, 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 and take advantage of the opportunities when they're presented, when you're being handed clients, don't just like, you know, do, do the bare minimum, like try your best to retain the client, try your best yeah. to give them a great experience, yeah. you know, but at the same time, don't expect everything to just be handed to you either. You gotta, exactly. you gotta get gotta it. Work. Yeah. You gotta put it in work. Any client can sit in my chair, but my job now is to turn him into my client because when he sits in my chair for the first time, he's not my client. He's just a customer getting the haircut in my chair. So as barbers, we should think, how can I turn this customer into my client? Right. So you got to talk a little bit. You got to, you know, some clients want a good blend. Some clients don't care about the blend. They want to be in and out. You know, not that they don't care, but they're really yeah. more focused on being in and out 30 minutes, Uh, you know, be a little personable. Don't be on your phone the whole time talking to your girlfriend because she mad at you because you came home late last night. Like, leave that at home. You know what I'm saying? Be professional in the shop. 
you know, tend to your client and figure out how every customer who walks into the shop and sits in your chair, try to figure out how can I make this person a long-term client? Yeah. I love it. And, um, what, what, so knowing what you know now as well, and, in, in, in looking at the, 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 the scope of 2023 and all the different ways we can get clients, um, what would you do if you were a beginner barber working in the shop, you're fortunate enough to be in the shop where you got an owner like the one you're describing, or even if you're in a shop where it's not like that and you just got to figure out a way to build clientele, what are some of the strategies you would implement today to, to build your clientele knowing what you know now? Yeah. So that, that's, that's tough, Max. I know building clientele is different now, you know, it, it's easier, yeah. but it's harder at the same time. Cause back in exactly. the day, bro, where the shop we were located, we were on a, a corner, like an intersection. So that light was red. I was going over there with business cards, handing yeah. them out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's a little different now because people don't, don't really use business cards. So I think now what, what I've learned uh, and I see works is making sure you have an online presence as far as like a Google, my business account. Right. Because nine times out of 10, bro, when we're looking for anything, we, we Google, you know, barbershop in the area, uh, barber near me, best haircuts in the area or whatever. So I think making sure that you're seen on Google, uh, whether it's you or the shop, always you want to talk to the shop owner and be like, hey, do we have a Google business account? If we don't, do you mind if I make one for the shop and I kind of start running it and try to get people to leave reviews for us? Because I think that'll help us as a shop. Now, I think the shop owner should already kind of have that set up. You know what I'm saying? But some some shop owners may be a little out of out of touch. So yeah. I would that's the first thing I would wonder. Like, I'm gonna ask the shop owner, do we got a Google my business account? Do we have an account on Google? We don't. Hey, can I can I set up an account on Google for us? I'll I'll, I'll run it. Have people leave you reviews, bro. Stuff like that gets people in the chair. Like I get so many new clients from my my people Google haircuts in the area, and I have so many reviews that they call my personal number now because it's just, bro, like you have so many reviews. Like, as soon as I search it up, you pop up. So I think that's one of the biggest things to do. And then another thing that I would tell people to do is I still do this now. When you have a new client, or even if it's just an old client that you've been cutting for a while, when you cut his uh, hair, you know, we like to post haircuts on our reels, or I'm sorry, on our story. So record that story, post it, but make sure you tag that client. And then ask that client, hey, bro, I'm going to post you on, on my Instagram. Just do me a favor real quick and share it, bro. Like, just share it to the store. You don't got to shout me out. You don't got to say go to me. Just share it. And that's putting, your, that's putting yourself in front of this guy's followers now. Right? So I think that helps a lot build your clientele also. Yeah. Uh, that's very wise words. Super helpful. Listen, guys, I know that you're loving this gym talk. But before we get back into it, I just wanted to take a quick second to remind you that I do an interactive social media course. So if you're somebody that's been trying to figure out social media and you want to know how to create content that helps you grow your brand and market yourself so that you can make an impact and make an income, I'm going to highly recommend that you come and work with me. My interactive social media course will give you all the apps, tools, resources, and strategies that will help you grow your online presence. So Make sure you go to itsmarvymarv.com, check that out, and come work with me. One of the common questions I get asked about this course is, Marv, is this course a uh, course for barbers specifically? Like, does it only work for barbers? No, man. This is a course that will work for anybody that is looking to offer a product or service or grow a brand and grow a business in any way, shape, or form. So make sure you head over to ismarimarv.com. Check it out. And uh, after you sign up, make sure you DM me, man. So that way I can uh, welcome you to the family and I can uh, show you some love. All right. So with all that being said, let's get back into the gem talk. 
Berto asked a great question. Uh, how do you get a Google My Business as a booth renter? And what I would say about that is it can be tricky, right? Uh, there's a couple things you could do. Number one, you could see if the owner would be down to let you have one that isn't necessarily competition, um, but is your solo one. And, and what I mean when I say that is, for example, the name of my shop is the Palace Barbershop, right? So let's say Tank worked at my shop and wanted to set up his own Google My Business. Um, we could consider doing maybe Tank be chopping from the Palace Barbershop or Tank at the Palace Barbershop, right? So it's not just him solely being him. Um, so it's not like competition, but it's still his own google my business that he can have to have his people leave reviews but that could be tricky because a lot of times google's weird with that and seeing as the address is the same it might not let you do that so what i would say is when you're asking people to leave reviews just make sure you're asking them to say your name in the review right you got to make sure that's an, an important point you're driving home so you know if somebody sits in my chair and i ask them to leave a review I say, hey, could you just make sure you mention Marv in the review? So that way, when people are searching, like Tank said, and they're looking for a barber in the area, and they're reading all the reviews, and they they, they look in, they see Marv was amazing. Marv was great. I've been taking my kids to Marv for years. Marv's the only person I go to. When that person is looking to book an appointment at that shop, guess who they're going to book with? The one that's in all of the reviews, right? So if you can't have your own Google My Business as a booth runner, which you very well probably won't be able to have because you work in the shop just make sure you're you're um adding having them add your name and i i know you want to elaborate some thoughts and for on that too right tank yeah yeah exactly man because uh that's one thing that i have people ask me uh about also um basically what you said and like if the, if you just have them tell your put your name in the review like marv said it's going to keep them like they know who this person is. Like if I'm Googling best shops or best haircut and palace barbershop comes up and all I see is a hundred people talking about Marv, then that lets me know that hey, Marv may be the guy to go to. I may want to go to Marv. He's over here killing the game. But another thing that I wanted to talk to y'all about was uh, wearing barber apparel. And I, I, I said this, I'm, I'm heavy on this, bro. I'm heavy on it. Uh, it's huge, I wear, bro. So I wear barber apparel almost 90% of the time. And I have a closet full of other clothes, but it's yeah. like, I'm wearing my faded culture tee, my barber's tee, you know, something that shows that I'm a barber because that's free promotion for one, you know, and then for two is it, it breaks the ice for people to even talk to you about you being a barber. You feel me? Like that they see my shirt at like if I'm going to the gym, let's say I'm going to 24 hour fitness every day and every day I'm wearing my barber shirt, you know. Now this dude knows, oh, this guy's a barber. You know, maybe if I ever need a haircut, I can approach him or, you know, or whatever. And it's shameless plug. Here's some barber apparel if you need it. (laughs) There you go. So wearing that barber apparel helps let people know that you're a barber. And like I said, you can be at Walmart. Someone may ask you like, oh, you're a barber, bro. Where do you work at? I've been needed to find a new barber. My, my barber, he moved. He He's not barbering anymore. He's out of town. So when you wear barber stuff, hats, shirts, stuff like that, it helps put you in front of more people because you, you go to the store, you go to Walmart, you go get food, going to the gym, going to go pick up your kids. Like I, I get clients from my kids daycare because the teachers and the parents always see me wearing barber apparel. So I'm telling y'all, wear barber apparel. And like Mar said, go get them barbers shirts man go to the website go get you one right now listen the links in the description you go is marimarv.com i made it super affordable for y'all y'all ain't got no excuses all right go go pick you up some barber apparel and uh you know just to piggyback off of what he was saying what tag is saying is um i mean he's right like i can't tell you how many times this this charm or this hat 
or even my tattoo, right? Or a shirt I'm wearing or a hoodie I'm wearing has gotten me in a conversation where I've gotten a new client or at least had a conversation which could have led to getting a new client that maybe, you know, they just live too far away or whatever the case is. But I, I'll find myself in so many conversations, Barbara, related simply because just like Tank, a vast majority of the time, I'm wearing something barber related to let people know that I'm a barber. Guys, you got to think about it this way. I know we love name brand stuff. We, we love it. It's cool, right? But at the end of the day, step back and think about what you're really doing by wearing a shirt that says Supreme on it. What are you really doing? You are marketing Supreme. You're advertising Supreme. You got a hat on. It's got a Nike logo. What are you doing? You, you are paying Nike. You're paying them to promote for them and advertise for them, right? So knowing that your body and everything you put on it is, is real estate that could potentially be a, a billboard, Turn yourself into a walking billboard for yourself, bro. Like if I got a t-shirt on, it says I should be your barber or a Supreme shirt on, which shirt is going to be more likely to help me drive in traffic to my, my barbershop, right? The $80 Supreme shirt or the $20, I should be your barber shirt. You know what I'm saying? So for you guys that are, are maybe struggling to build clientele and, and, and trying to figure out different ways to do it. There are a lot of different ways. The Google reviews, you got content and social media, um, traditional, you know, straight up conversations with people, which, you know, I'll dive into some of that, too. But, you know, turn yourself into a, a, a walking billboard, you know, get get you a, a hat, a shirt, you know. And you, if you go to barbering events, there's always a ton of them there. Yep. But, you know, then when it comes to online, part of the reason I made my store is because when I wanted barbering apparel outside of the expos at the time I create my store, I didn't know where to go. So I would have to wait until the next expo to go and get some new barbering apparel. So I say, you know what? I'm just going to make my own. I'll make my own to wear it. And, and then I'm going to sell it to the barbers. I seen a problem provided a solution. So mm. head over to ismarimark.com and pick you up a, a barber a shirt or, or two. You got shirts too. Did you make shirts? Or I know you did at one point, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I had shirts. Um, I still got some on my website. Um, it was the the barbers. I, I, I'll I'll show it to y'all later. Y'all follow me on Instagram and all that good stuff. But uh, I got some shirts. I have one that was like my personal like little logo. I did like pre orders on that one. But I have one that's like a barber shirt. Kind of looks like the the Brazzers logo. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Brazzers type logo. So I, I wanted to do that because it was really eye catching. Talk about this know? one. Yeah, 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 the one the first one. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of looks like Brazzers, you know, yep. you see it and you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, it says Barbers, you know? Oh, oh, okay. So that one was kind of eye-catching, you know what I'm saying? So that one did good. Uh, the last one was some something that I had like pre-orders on. Uh, but yeah, man, and like I said, like wearing that stuff, it's going to get people to to talk to you about being a barber and you can potentially gain that that person as a client. K, K. K says, I have 10 bar shirt ideas just chilling on my phone. <laughs> At the end of the day, guys, you're, you are real estate. You are a billboard. So yeah. if you're going to be advertising something, you know, why advertise Supreme when you can advertise yourself? You know what I'm saying? And put some people in your chair, um, get some clients. I can't tell you how many conversations I've been in everywhere I go, you know, been in conversations. And uh, speaking of being in conversations, you know, tra the traditional stuff, Still works to this day, guys. Like, yeah. you know, like it, I, I had somebody come work with me a few years back and um, she was dope. She was such a cool person, right? You can buy the barber shirt, either itsmarvymarv.com or tankbechopping.com or That's both dope. of them. All right, go to both of them. Um, 
But when she came to work for me, I was asking her, what did um, she need from me? Right. Like, what? how can I help you? Uh, wh- what are you looking to get from me for, for working in the shop? Right. And her whole thing was, I just need a spot to cut in a professional environment, welcoming environment, you know, a, a clean spot. Um, other than that, I'll do whatever I need to do to build my clientele. I don't need you to do that. I can do that myself. Right. So when she came to work for me, at the time, my shop was right next to uh, a Cumberland Farms, which is like a Wawa or 7-Eleven or whatever you call okay, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, right next door, right? So what she would do in the shop, every day she was slow, she'd be like, yo, Marv, I'll be right back. I'm running next door to, uh, to get somebody to cut their hair. Do you need anything from the store? Maybe I need a water or energy drink or maybe I didn't need nothing. And then she'd go to the store. And I'm telling you, bro, every time she went, she would come back with somebody and cut their hair. And what she was doing was she was going over there and just asking people if they wanted a free haircut. It was yeah. right next door to the, the shop. So she just yeah. literally walking distance, asked them where they get their haircut. Would you like a free haircut right now? The shop is literally right next door. If you could come right now, if you got 45 minutes right now, I'll cut you for free. Yeah. And the, the, the conversion on that was so high because it was oh. so convenient for them to get their haircut. And I know you yeah. got, I don't want you to lose your thoughts, so go in and I'll finish my point. You know, it's crazy because a lot of people don't want to do free haircuts. Like, they're scared of the saying, I'll do a free haircut. But it's like, bro, like, you're literally not cutting anybody anyways. So tell them, look, I'll cut your hair for free. If you don't like it, you don't got to pay me. And if you do, you want to give me a tip? Cool, I appreciate it. Right? But you're already not cutting hair. So why not cut the hair and get a little bit of money and potentially turn that into a client? That's all I wanted to add, bro. I didn't want. Yeah. To, I didn't want to cut you off, but no. You're, I see. I see you want to drop the gem. So, Barbers, hit the, the gems in the chat if you feel like Tank is dropping some gems and Marvy Mars dropping some gems. Flood the chat with the gems. Um, but you're right because a lot of people say, you know, why am I going to cut hair for free? It's like, bro, you're not doing nothing anyway, and you can only gain by doing that free haircut because even if you don't gain a client, you still get experience. You still get an opportunity to to sharpen your skill set and get your reps in and get some practice. I mean, you're not doing nothing else anyway. You're just going to be sitting around scrolling on your phone anyway. You might as well um, get an opportunity to sharpen your skill set. And what I've come to learn uh, from my own personal experience and then watching other people around me do the same exact thing, giving free haircuts, is a lot of times the person comes and gets a free haircut, but they at least tip. Most of the time, they at least tip because it's hard for a reasonable person unless they just simply don't have the money or don't have it on them, it's very hard for them to get in somebody's chair, get a nice cut, get treated like royalty, get a good service and not give you something. Yeah. (laughs) So at bare minimum, you're at least going to get tipped. And in a lot of instances, believe it or not, you will get uh, uh, paid the whole price. I can't tell you how many times this happened to me where they're just like, you know, how much is it? And it's like, no, bro, I told you it's free. I can't just take that for free. How much is it? Like I said, this one's on me. Just do me a favor. Let some people know, you know, about us. All right. Well, how much next time? You know, whatever the price is, you tell them the price and then they just give it to you anyway. You know, yeah. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. So right. free haircuts, build clientele. And, and, and what I always say to people, barbers is if hopefully you're working in a location where you got other businesses around you, right. That are within walking distance because you can capitalize on that and you can leverage that. These other businesses are trying to drive in traffic just like we are, right? So you can go to these businesses, strike up conversations with the workers there that got to go there every day and even the customers and offer them a free haircut to come to the shop right down the street. And you'll be amazed at how much quicker you build up your clientele if you just did that 
during your slow times in the shop. It's a little different leaving and driving 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. That could be more tricky and challenging. But if yeah. the businesses are within walking distance, you know. And, it, and that's the thing too, tell. man. I always tell like these newer barbers, like, bro, like if you're, I think you said, you said on a couple of posts also, if you're supposed to be in the shop from 10 to six, don't leave because it's slow. Because as soon as you leave, people are going to come in. You know, I know, I know you want to, you have good intentions. Like, oh, I'm going to go pass out cards at the gym or at this restaurant or at the mall. Yes, your intentions are good, but I'm telling you what's going to happen. And it's just like you said it before, Marv, what's going to happen is as soon as you leave. Yep. People are going to walk in and now someone else is going to have to get that client because you're out and about promoting when, yes, like I said, you had good intentions, but you need to promote when you're not supposed to be in the shop. Like on the day off, on Sunday, uh, before the shop opens, after the shop closed, that's when you go out and you you put in the footwork, handing out some cards and stuff like that. But like you said, if it's if it's next door, that's different. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm right here. I'm five minutes, you know, not even five minutes away. So it's a little different that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's You're going to grab a coffee, grab a water, grab a rep, whatever you're going to do. And while you're there, you're just making a short conversation and trying to get somebody to come in if you if you ain't got nothing going on. Because Tank's right. The last thing you want to be doing is is dipping out early <laughs> and leaving forever. Because when you do that, that's when the walking comes in. I can't tell you how many times as a shop owner for the last, whatever, 12 years that I've seen that. I've seen barbers dip out for lunch, dip out for other reasons. They need a break, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Taking that quick ride and they, that quick ride, that's an hour. And then a walking comes in. And, and Marvy Marv, if you guys follow me, you already know that. I've honed my skills to where I can cut a little bit quicker. So that walking comes in. I bet I, I got you. And next thing you know, it's a, it's a client of mine. So tanks hundred percent, right? The last thing you want to be doing is leaving the shop for extended periods of time. When you're, when you're uh, um, on the clock, if you're going right next door or somewhere close, perfect. But you do all that dipping out early stuff. You, you won't even know how many people you missed out on. Like there, there, you won't even know. Cause you won't see it. You know what I'm saying? You won't see it. And unless the barbers in the shop tell you, you won't even know. You won't even know that when you left, two people came walking in. You won't even know because the other barbers won't even tell you, you know? So be in the shop, even if it's slow. Guys, there's so many different things you could do, right? Like if it's slow, you can create content, edit some content, write down some ideas, thoroughly clean your station, oil, oil your clippers up. You can be a team member, clean the shop, do a thorough clean in the bathroom, right? There are things you can do, you know, and if, if you're in the shop, you have a better chance of acquiring a new client than you do if you're not in the shop. So, exactly. so be there, you know, that's right. You're dropping them right. dreams more. If you're talking to him, man, you're talking to him. I love it. Barbers, we ain't playing with them, Tank. Let me see uh, some of the questions we got. Barbers, again, make sure you're asking questions because I, I want to make sure that we can answer um, some some good questions. And I've been trying to star some of them um, over in the, the the section. So let me see what we got going over there. Um, she asked, what's the hardest thing for you as a barber? What's the hardest thing for you, Tank? Uh, for me... For, for the longest, not not now, but for the longest, it was hard for me to get that perfect work-life balance because I wanted to be in the shop and make as much money and cut as much heads as I can. You know, that's that, that was for the longest. But now, I think the hardest thing for me is uh, doing fast haircuts, Marvin. I know you're not going to like this. Uh, I don't like to speed through my haircut, so it's hard for me to have that perfect timing where I'm giving you a good, efficient cut 
I'm not speeding through the cut, but I'm not taking forever. So it took me a while to figure out that timing. And then also I think another hard thing about being in the shop is sometimes it can be dealing with certain clients. You know what I'm saying? Like certain clients, they're just not for you. And I feel something like me, I'm a, uh, I like to get as many people as I can. So even the clients that I know are maybe toxic or we may not mesh well, I still try to keep them on the team. And that's, and it's hard for me to do that. And I'm sorry, it's hard for me to let them go. But even though I know they're bad for me, but we have to understand that not every client is for you. Have you had to fire clients before? Oh yeah. How do you do it? How do you fire a client, bro? Uh, Man, so normally what I do is I just block them on the app, bro. Mm-hmm. I block them on the app. And they text me in the light, bro. I got, it says you're booked. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm booked. Sorry. Mm. So that's so your now, go-to nowadays? Yeah, and it's like if, if they hit me with a man, if you can slide me in for, you know, a billy or whatever, then I'm like, all right, may, maybe I can unblock <laughs> you for, for the day, and then you go right back on the block list. But, nah, uh, that, that's typically how I do it. But I have had uh, – some people who don't like uh, some clients that I let go of because they were uh, they were not showing up on time or they'd always do no call, no shows. So when I let them come in and get their haircut and I say, bro, uh, you know, I appreciate you for a client for X amount of years, X amount of months, whatever. But uh, I don't think our, our uh, barber client relationship is, is, is going to work anymore after this. And they're like, bro, stop playing because it sounds funny. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. like, and I have to put my serious face. I'm like, no, bro, like, I'm serious. Like, I appreciate you, but it's just, it's just not working, bro. Like, you're always late. You don't respect my time. You want to text me, tell me you're down the street and you're 20 minutes away. Like, it, it just ain't working. Like, you can still come to the shop. You can talk to the other barber, bro. I would love for you to come to anyone in the shop, but I just, you know, I just can't, I can't do it no more. And sometimes they apologize. They're real apologetic. And they're like, man, look, give me one more chance. Like, I, I, I'll be early next time. And sometimes it gets them right. And sometimes they're like, all right, man, cool. I understand. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, bro. And and I agree. And that block on the app is an amazing feature. <laughs> I've done it plenty of times. People always ask me that, too. They're like, how do you fire a client? I'm like, listen, what I'm about to tell you, some people may say is unprofessional or, or not right or whatever, however they want to describe it, but it gets the job done. And there's a few ways that I've done it over the course of my career. Block on the app works. Great. Right. I've not answered texts. I've not answered phone calls. Just because you text me doesn't mean I have to text you back. Like, you guys got to understand that just because somebody texts you doesn't mean you have to text them back. You don't owe anybody that, right? Like, even people you're cool with, just because people want to text you or call you on their time doesn't mean you have to get right back to them. Like, it's it, we're in a weird time where we think everybody's on our time, right? Like, be on your time. So, just because a client texts you doesn't mean you got to text them back. So, I've ignored texts. I've ignored calls. And I've had uncomfortable conversations. And I think... uh Uncomfortable conversations is typically the thing we run from, but typically it's the thing that gets the result we're looking for. You know, whether it's an uncomfortable conversation with one of our homies or our, our, our wifey or, you know, our significant other or whoever, you know, our, our, our coworkers. A lot of times the uncomfortable conversation helps us create the result that we're, 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 we're looking to achieve. And, and especially with clients, like there's been clients where I've had uncomfortable conversations to where, they, they won't even think about sitting in my chair again because it was just so awkward and weird. They It just made the whole moment weird, and now we both win. <laughs> they're finding yeah. a new barber. They go, you know, and then there's been an uncomfortable conversation where it straightened them up as well, you know. But um, ultimately, man, you, it, you don't have to cut everybody. If somebody is 
just not the right energy. They're super toxic. They're bad for the shop. They're hurting other people's clientele because they're just that rambunctious, arrogant, annoying, no respect type of person. You know, you can have the conversation with them too, you know? And one thing I would recommend, especially in the case of with men is if you're going to have the conversation, do your best to have it in a one-on-one setting because we have egos. We, we don't like getting checked in front of people. It could create an awkward moment. If you try to do one of them check moments in front of the whole barbershop clients and other barbers. So what has worked for me is just having the conversation one-on-one like, yo bro, can I talk to you real quick outside? And yeah. go talk one on one, and usually that that works a lot better, you know. So if you go that approach to have the conversation, just keep that in mind. You gotta understand some guys might be like, "What you? So you trying to check me?" And next thing yeah. you know, it goes way left where it wouldn't go that way, you know. If you talk right. outside. So um, let's see what other questions we got. Let's see. Uh, Blur God, he asked a good question. Uh, what if they walk in the shop after you block them? Hey, that's when you had that conversation. Bro, bro you know, you know what's funny is a uh, little story time. I had a client of mine who uh, I, I had been cutting his hair for a couple years, uh, but then towards the end of our relationship, uh, he just he wasn't for me anymore. You know, I, I guess you can say, I mean, it sounds, it may sound bad, but I outgrew him. If that makes sense. Like just, he just wasn't the clientele that I wanted. He was showing up late, you know, or he'd show up really, really early like, like two, three haircuts early and make me feel bad because he's not sitting in my chair. So there was just certain things that he just wasn't for me anymore. And, uh, one day I just, I just blocked him. I said, you know what? I'm done with, with him. You know, no disrespect to him. I blocked him. And, uh, he comes in the shop next week. He booked with one of the other barbers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Tank, how come I can't book with you no more, bro? And I'm like, huh? Like, I knew it was coming. I'm like, what? Like, what'd you say, bro? He goes, yeah. I, yeah, I, I pulled you up, bro. I can't book. And I'm like, huh? I wonder why. And that was it. And yeah. I think that made him think. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe something happened. And then we we, we did end up talking. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, the situation at hand, you know, why I did decide to not cut his hair anymore. And he goes, man, you know what? That's cool, man. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, and I told him, I said, I- I'll go ahead and unblock you, bro. I'm glad that we had this conversation. I unblocked him. I said, feel free when, when you need me, bro. I'm here. But I just want us to be, you know, uh, I need you to not disrespect me or my clients that I'm cutting or because, you know, it, it's, uh, it's awkward, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, just don't do that in the shop, bro. And, you know, if you need me, I'm here. And if not, you know, the other barbers will take care of you. He, he's still a great shop client, bro. He, he still is. It was just, you know, you know how it is in the shop. Yeah. Sometimes you want to come in and have your chest out. And it's like, bro, like, chill out, man. Yeah. I, I have a client that um, he, I, I've had to block and unblock. I've known him. I grew up with him. I had to block, <laughs> unblock him, say it on the phone, all types of stuff. Um, but finally it, it got to the point where I don't cut them no more, but one of the other barbers in the shop cuts them now. And, yeah. uh, and every time I see him, cause we don't see each other a lot cause he just goes in times I'm not there, but every time I see him, it's just always, you know, what's up? We dap each other out, quick little conversation. How you been? And then he just cuts his hair. But I guess, uh, you know, the one day he was ranting about me a little bit and he's just like, yeah, Marvis, he's Hollywood now. He's got all these followers now. He forgets where he came from. And he's all, you know, that's the stuff he's saying is the reason I don't cut him no more. And it's like, or you just no called no show it all the time. You that's tried worse. booking, <laughs> you tried booking multiple spots on the day because you weren't sure if you're going to be able to make the three or the 10. Bro. So you book them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it's because I got followers now. But yeah, it's just funny. I still show him love when I see him because, you know, how <laughs> people are, bro. But um, what about picky people? So let me share a quick story about picky people. I, I had this one client um, one time, 
And they were super picky, like picky to the point where when I would ask them what would they like to get done, um, and they would try to explain it, and they'd, they'd be like, yo, let me, matter of fact, I'll show you a picture. One time I watched them go on their camera roll, and as they're scrolling, it was nothing but pictures of their hair. Like it was just <laughs> pictures of them and their hair. So they were just weirdly obsessed with their hair, super yeah. picky. And um, so they, they were kind of annoying to cut. But they paid decent, so you know we put I put up with it. You know how we do as barbers. But it eventually got to a point where it just didn't make no sense for me, right? Because what they were paying me and for it to take me an hour, hour and fifteen minutes sometimes, it just didn't make sense financially to me no more. And I was just kind of overcutting them. So one time I, I shot him a nice text message, made it as professional as possible. But I, I basically doubled their price, right? I was mm. like, you know, I, I I made it make sense as to why. But I, long story short, I doubled their price. And I was assuming that when they heard that, they were going to be like, yeah, forget that. I ain't paying that. You're bugging. Who do you think you are? But they were yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> they were like, okay. And I'm like, damn. So I ended up cutting them for a couple more times after that. But ultimately, I think it ended up working out in my favor and just, you know, that price point was a little more than they wanted to pay me. Yeah. And they probably just went to somebody else because they got the job done. But that's what I did on, on a piggy person one time. I just, I told them a ridiculous price compared to what they were used to. It wasn't like a $5 increase. I doubled their price. Yeah. Um, and, and that helped me, um, you know, figure that situation out. How do you deal with the picky people? Yeah, man. So, uh, I have, a, I, I have a few picky clients now, but they're, they're not bad picky clients, if that makes sense. They're like, they're like so respectful about it. They're like, oh man, it looks perfect. Hey, but you think right here, bro, I'd appreciate it if you do this or this. And so I'll do it because for one, they pay good. For two, he's actually, he's not trying to say anything wrong. He just has a, a certain way he wants his haircut to look. And I'm obviously not giving it that perfection that he wants. So I'm cool yeah. with that. But I have some clients where uh, every haircut, bro, there's something wrong with every haircut somewhere. It's like today is right here. Tomorrow is right here. Next yep. week, right here. Next week is right. It's like, bro, like every time. And it's like, I'll remember these certain situations. Like if I have a client, I cut your hair and you tell me like, hey, bro, right here, it don't look how it looks on this side. I'll remember that for next time and make sure I match everything properly. Right. So I'll remember all these little details and I'm doing my best to get this client out of my chair, like and have him say it's perfect. And it's like it's always something wrong with it. And uh, yes. so I, I've told I've told a client before, uh, maybe after a year of cutting his hair. And him being so picky all the time, not even so picky, just being picky about the cut in general. I told him, I said, hey, bro, like, uh, I appreciate you for coming. You know, I always start off my conversation like that. I think they yeah. know. They, they said, I appreciate so if you, you hit me with the I appreciate you for, I'm like, oh, take about the yeah. dropping on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, would, I, mean, I appreciate you for coming to me, bro. But um, I don't think I'm the barber for you. I, I can never get your haircut right. Yeah. So I didn't make him seem like he was the problem. I made it seem like I couldn't get his hair correct. I was like, bro, like, are you wanted a certain way, bro? And I, I just can't get it, bro. I'm sorry. You hit him with the, it's not you, it's me. That's what you hit him with. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, bro, he was like, man, that, that's cool, bro. He goes, uh, but honestly, you've cut my hair better than anyone else has. And when he told me that, I was like, bro, so how are you being so picky with me, but I'm cutting your hair better than anyone else has? Like, I don't, I don't get that. But yeah. it is what it is, man. It's Picky people are hard people to... Uh, deal with at times uh but i think that's something that we have to take as barbers and know that some people are going to be picky and that's just what comes with being a barber you know every job has those those pros and those cons and that's just the kind of being a barber is you're going to have some clients who are picky yeah and sometimes those clients who are picky will be your biggest sales reps and refer yeah. you you know a lot of people because like they they really rock with you you know, so sometimes it's like you got to figure out which with, with, with the balance. Is it worth it or is it is it 
not, you know, yeah. you do have some people that think they're picky, right? Like, like this, uh, this comment, I had a guy that thought he was picky. He just didn't know how to describe it. Um, I have a few people like that now that, that they think they're picky. They just don't know how to say what they, they really want, you know? Yeah. So it, it doesn't really bother me. Cause I, I know what I'm doing to get them to feel like, right. But they just think they're more pickier, pickier than they are. I have one client where no matter how short I, he gets scissors on the top and he always says, can you do it a little shorter than last time? No matter how much shorter I go, when I turn him in the mirror I, and I say, is that short enough? He always says, can you take a little more off? No matter yeah. what. There's That's never crazy. been a time ever. I've been cutting this dude for 10 years. I, I promise y'all, there's never been a time where I turn him <laughs> in the mirror and he said, perfect. perfect. The first time. So I've learned him. So now what do I do? <laughs> what I do is I will do that quick trim. like Because before I would get through it and thinking I'm getting it perfect take my little time and then show him and he ended up having me cut more anyway. So now I just move through it a little quicker, do a light trim and I turn him and I say, is that short enough? And I know his answer. Can you do it a little bit shorter? And then I take a little bit more off. I turn him and the second time is always perfect. No matter yeah. what, you know? So it's, it's learning your picky clients too, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but they can be a lot. Definitely. They can be a lot. I think earlier in your career, um, do your best to, 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 Deal with it the best you can and try to please them the best you can. And just, you know, you got to get your, your, your battle scars, bro. You got to put your reps in. You got to learn how to deal with some of that. Exactly. So, you know, you're going to have to be a little bit more tolerant of some of this stuff earlier in your career. But then as you start to, to develop and grow and you start getting more booked up and, and things like that, then maybe you don't respond to a text as quick or, <laughs> or, or you know what I mean? You could be a little more selective, but early on, you just, uh, you, you, you kind of got to deal with that. Another thing I would say real quick is, and, and y'all might feel a little different about this than I do, but what I will say is, because y'all always be trying to do these picture perfect Instagram cuts, you be attracting some of these picky people, bro. And that's why Marvy Mar be trying to be on this preaching like you can get the two on the sides with the scissor trim on top, or you can get the basic gentleman's cut. You can get some of these other cuts because while we're out here doing our best to create some fire content, which is dope, but we're trying to do these picture perfect, enhanced, slow fade, dark contrast, light scalp, this hard stuff. You know, when we when we crush it and we put out that content piece, that could be very attractive to somebody that wants that cut and is very very picky. picky you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, just 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 keep that in mind too when you guys are are trying to blow other barbers away with your content. That could be part of the reason why you're attracting some of this pickiness where you got people out here like Marvin Marv. I ain't trying to do that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting my boy what was his name on me and Andy's live? My boy John with the one and a half and scissor trim on top. His cut ain't gonna blow y'all away, but he ain't gonna give me no headache. He ain't gonna want to see the mirror and he gonna hand me 50 bucks in 15 minutes. So you know just just something to think about. Yeah. You know um do you cut family for free? Slim wants to know. Uh, do I? I cut family for free. Yeah, I do. Uh, man, if they pay me something cool, if they don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not charging them. Like I don't. Uh, so I have, 
I have some family that do pay me, you know, and I have some that don't. And I mean, I'm going to cut them for free anyways, uh, but I try to book them in my not busy days. So I don't even, like they don't even know I have a booking app. Like they ha- they still have to text me or call me and I have to I'll check and I'll be like, all right, you know, come come Tuesday or come Wednesday or, you know, I'll just try to get them on the days where I'm not going to be busy. And then I try to create content with them. Like my nephew, he comes like every two or three weeks and uh, everyone's like, bro, he's that kid's on your YouTube a lot. I'm like, bro, like I, I'm cutting his hair for free. I got to get something out of it. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I mean, at least getting content. Yeah. Content's exactly. valuable. For sure. Uh, and that's another, you know, point to make when it comes to giving free haircuts, guys. At least get content out of it. You know, I, I've made this point over the years, you know, time and time again after Andrew Does Hair was the first one that to break it down to me. But a lot of times the content is more valuable than what you receive in payment for the haircut. Because yeah. you can you can do a video or take some pictures of a cut that ultimately attracts you a whole bunch of customers. So, you know, if you're doing these free haircuts and uh, uh, the, the person doesn't tip you, don't pay you nothing, they just take the cut and leave. Is If you at least get some content out of it, that could be content that you use for marketing purposes. So um, if you're cutting family for free, anybody for free, uh, do your best to at least get some content out of it. I cut my uh, one of my little cousins today for free. He's got um, high school pictures tomorrow. So I gave him a free haircut today and I took a little video that I'm going to use at some point, you yeah. know, but I still cut um, f- certain family members for free guys. You'll know, you'll know the family members that are mooches and trying to get over on you. And then you'll know the ones that's like, all right, bro, I, I haven't seen you. I'll cut you for free. You know, don't let people take advantage of you. You know what I mean? But it ain't not wrong with giving out some, um, free haircuts question nope. for you how do you feel about this what if you raise your prices too soon should you lower them back down what do you think tank Bro, that that's that's a hard question that it really is uh, great one the the first the first mistake here is you need to know when to raise your prices stop just watching these social media videos where people were saying this guy paid me three hundred dollars for this edge up and thinking that oh i need to raise my prices you need to yeah. know when get them tank exactly so that that's the first thing. So a lot of people always ask, you know, how do you know when to raise your prices? Obviously, if you're booked out more than two, three weeks in a row consistently, you're you're too booked. It's time for you to let's raise prices, get rid of, you know, cut some of the slack out, get rid of some of these people that really don't don't appreciate me the way they should. Uh, so obviously you got to make sure that you're being booked and, and consistently. That's one thing. Some people think, like, oh, I was booked last week. I can raise my prices. No, that's not how that works. And then also raising your prices in the proper increments. You know, so yeah, you might be a hundred percent booked or eighty percent booked, like Ivan Zoot likes to say, eighty percent booked or more. But if you decide to raise your haircut price twenty, thirty dollars, you're probably gonna knock off more than fifty percent of your clientele. Probably. I'm not saying everybody's gonna leave you, uh, but you may. So uh that that's a hard question. Do you do you should you lower your price back down? I think it depends. Um yeah, yeah. if if you're actually if you're really focused and you're really needing this money then maybe you need to lower them back down and then send out a, a text message or a message blast saying, whoops, I put the wrong price on the app. I meant to do is just fight or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That way they know like, okay, it's only $5 more or whatever. That way they know you're not, you know, you may, you, you can make that money still. But if you don't, I mean, obviously we all need money. That's why we're working. But if you have, if you raise your prices really high and you lose a lot of clientele, but you have other sources of income, if you did that because you want to create more content, you want to take more time uh, creating content, uh, finding other ways to make more streams of revenue, then I say you don't need to. Now you, now you just need to focus on finding these clientele. You know what I'm saying? Finding these clients. And then 
that that's a whole different conversation now you know now i'm i don't want to sound like deluxe you know what i'm saying yeah. but you know no, you'd be right find, in a lot of ways too yeah you, you got to find that clientele yeah. but i think if you raise your prices too soon and it's it's a big hit like a big hit then yeah bro just send out a text message to your clients be like hey i messed up put the wrong price uh now this is this is my actual price and then you'll get some of those clientele some of them clients back yeah for sure. And and I, I agree with Tank where it's it's a tough question to answer to answer. Um, you know, if you raise your prices and you feel like you lost so many people, you know, it, it could be that you just need to lower them back down, or it could be that you just gotta level up your marketing, you know, because if you level up your marketing uh and you learn really what to do, there there is gonna be a price point that <laughs> somebody will pay it. You know what I mean? You just gotta figure out how to acquire those clients. It just might uh, uh require you um, getting better with your content, getting better with Google, getting better with in-person conversation and just let beefing up your marketing to build that book back up. Or it just might be that, you know what, I need to, I was doing good and I got a little ahead of myself and just go back down. I think it, in life, we don't want to feel like we're taking a step back, right? Like we don't want to go from the nice car to the cheaper car, right? It's like, I got to maintain a nice car. We don't want to go from the big apartment to the smaller apartment, right? Even if making that decision ultimately will, it's like two steps for, backwards to go 10 steps forward. We don't like to do that, right? But sometimes that's going to be what it requires. You, you know, maybe you just raised your prices because you've seen a deluxe ad or one of these uh, new era people doing a cool content piece or whatever. You just, <laughs> you were feeling brave that day and you did it and it just wasn't a decision based out of smart business and it might require you just going back. And if you do just Get booked up again at that price and then, you know, strategically raise your prices, you know, the next time. If you raise your price five bucks, you're not going to lose anybody. You raise it 10 bucks, you'll lose a few. You, you, anything more than that, you better be prepared to, to beef up your marketing because you're going to, you're going to drop a lot of people. Um, at that point. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Everyone's saying that in the comments too. I know you've seen it, but marketing yeah. is vital, bro. Like that is. So if you don't want to lower your prices, that's cool. But know that you're going to have to work harder at marketing now to build yourself back up. You know, like, like what I like to do is when I have clients who I know they work in like a, a field where they get good money and they, they're paying me a good amount of money. They're paying me more than my price, you know, double my price. Sometimes I tell them like, hey, bro, you got any of your coworkers that need a haircut, bro, give them my number. Like let, let them holler at me. And, and that, and that can help a lot. It really can, because you never know who needs haircuts, you know, yeah. tell them that. And they were like, man, you know what? Yeah, I got you, bro. Cool. And the next thing you know, now you at least got one or two other clients who are willing to pay you a good price. Yeah. Marketing is everything, guys. It's marketing, but you also got to make sure that whatever price point you're trying to sell yourself at, the value uh, is there. Like the people got to believe you're worth it because if you're just raising your price because you feel like you know your worth, but you you ain't providing no different of a service than the other barbershops in your area that who are doing it for cheaper than you, and some of them are even providing a better service than you. Then you can know your worth all you 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 want. It's it's in your world you know your worth, but outside of that, it's like all right, bro. Why am I gonna pay eighty bucks to go to this guy when I can go down the street and get better service, a better haircut, <laughs> more more fitting environment for forty? So you yeah. just got to make sure that not only are are you you marketing yourself and finding where the people who are willing to pay pay whatever price point you're charging are. You got to make sure that you're carrying yourself in a way to where 
do people feel like they're getting a, a, a value, whatever that price point is. Yeah. If you're charging 40, you want them to feel like it's a 50, $60 service. If you're charging 60, you want them to feel like it's an $80 service. If you're charging 40 and they feel like it's a $15 service, they're going to be mad. 50, yeah. if they feel like it's a $30 service, they're going to be mad. So you got to make sure you're bringing the value. Hey, and one more thing I wanted to uh, touch on is I know everyone's always like, oh, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. But remember, it's it's know your worth, not you choose your worth. Fact. Right. And what, and what I mean is nine times out of 10, honestly, guys, your clientele is going to be who determines your worth. Right. Like the people who are coming to you. Like if 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 I thought my haircuts were worth 300 bucks and I started charging tomorrow 300 bucks and all of my clients said, Tank, I'm not going to pay you 300 bucks. Am I really worth 300 bucks? Yeah. You know, so you got to you got to figure out what your worth is based off what people may be paying you or what they're willing to pay you. So a lot of times a good way to think about that is, all right, if your haircuts are if you're charging 35 bucks for a haircut and a lot of your clientele are giving you $50, then guess what? You may be worth 50 bucks. You know, now when you go up to 50, you got to understand that some people may drop off because now they feel obligated to tip you also. So now it's like, oh, I'm not the good tipper anymore. I'm just the guy paying the price. So you have to learn these little things and learn why people pay you what they pay you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just know that what you're worth to the market and your self-worth are two totally different things. It's like yeah. know your worth as a human. Know your worth as a, a, a person, right? But you can't just – I can't just say this hat is – I'm selling it for $10,000 now because I know my worth. It's, it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> the, the market's going to determine what you're worth based on your marketing, um, your demand and a whole bunch of variables, but that doesn't take away from your worth as a human. And I think a lot of times we intertwine them. You know what I mean? We get all emotional. And we're just like, I know my worth. It's like, yeah, I, I, you are a valuable human. You are a valuable person. Yeah. Sure you are, <laughs> but you're not worth what you're trying to convince the market. You are, you haven't created it. You got to create, um, you were, yeah, right. And one thing I want to uh, just elaborate on a little bit is the, the quality over quantity. It's like I agree, guys. I do agree. Like we got to make sure we're focusing on quality. And Tank could share his thoughts on this too, because he may have some um, different thoughts than me. But <laughs> for me, it, it's both. Like for me, it's just both. Like I, I hate that we have to think it's one or the other, quality or or quantity. It can be both because. And here's my thinking on it. Quality is subjective, guys, right? Like everybody looks at things different. Like uh, when it comes to quality, one tank may think that's quality and I may think it's not, you know, who's right at the end of the day. If tanks paying for it and he thinks it's quality, then it's quality. If I'm the barber observing it and I don't, it doesn't matter what I think tanks paying for it. It's quality to him. So for me, I I don't think it's one or the other. Um, I think it's, 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 I think it's both. And I, what I would also say is that quantity creates quality, right? The, the, so I think focusing on quantity, that's a, hey, that's a gem right there. Say it one more time. Quantity it. creates quality, right? Like mm. the reason you're going to be better at skin fades than the beginner barbers, because you've done more of them, right? You've done thousands where the beginner barbers done three of them. There's probably a pretty good chance you're going to be better because your quantity is higher. So, you know, a lot of times we look at quantity at least in this situation, like it's a negative and it's not quantity will create quality and then strive to have quality and quantity. 
You know what I'm saying? Like quantity is good. High quantity is good. You know what I mean? High quantities of money is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. High quantity of love is good. Like we love things at high uh, quantity, but a lot of times when we don't feel like we can do both at the same time, we're like quality over quantity. And it's like, bro, let's, let's do, let's do both. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. I, I know you got some thoughts on that too. So, so yeah, man, I wanted to touch on this cause I know me and you, we kind of have a lot of similar thoughts, but I think me and you are kind of different in this area. I know, uh, I know you're big on the getting people in and out, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, you know, 20 minutes, I think is like what you try to strive for, right? Like 20 minutes, 25 I, well, minutes. So I, I always tell, um, like the thing that I'm sticking to, I guess if we can put it into words, is that for the, for the barber I'm speaking to, I think you'll have no issue building a clientele and being able to get to whatever price point you 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 get to uh, want to get to if you can get ninety percent of the haircuts done in thirty minutes or less. So I for me I book thirty minute slots for the most part. Then I have some forty five minutes. I have hour long slots, right? right. And for some people, but I, I always say a barber should strive to be able to get. 90% of the haircuts they do in 30 minutes or less. Then, you know, obviously if you have a, um, you're more comfortable moving at a slower pace as you yeah. build up and stuff like that, it changes, but you know, there, there are going to be some cuts you can get done in 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, I, I always think my thinking more so is it's better to have the skill and not need it than to need the skill and not have it. So if you yeah. can do haircuts in 15, 20, 30 minutes or less, but you prefer to just do 45 minutes in an hour. Cool. But if you need to put some pep in it, it's nice to be able to do it. If you accidentally double book or you were trying to squeeze in the walk-in, it's better to have the skill than to not have the skill. So yeah. I, I guess that's that's more my thinking. And more yeah, and that's exactly uh, kind of what I wanted to say is like, you know, I do uh, I do 40 minute slots, you know, 40, yeah. 40 minutes for most of my haircuts and then 50 minutes for haircut and beard. I know everyone's always like, bro, that's a weird number, but I'm like, hey, it works for me and, and right. it gets it down. And it's yeah. like, what I do is, you know, uh, I have my 40 minute slots, but I have one of my boys text me, John text me saying, Hey Tank, can you get me in? I'm like, let me see what I got. And even though I'm fully booked, all right, I know my boy Adam is only going to take me about 25 minutes. So John, I can slide you in right here after Adam. So now I just knocked out two of those people and I may be running five minutes behind yeah. on my next client. But the thing about that is I, I allow my clients 10 minutes. So I ask them to allow me 10 minutes, you know, being behind them or not. So I think that's how I structure my business. And like yeah. you said, I can cut faster, but I like to do my 40 minutes because I like to just chill, take my time. I like to talk to the client. You know, we get we get in conversations. You know, I don't like I don't like feeling rushed because me, when I'm moving quickly, I, I start to feel stressed and yes. I hate feeling that way. You know what I'm yes. saying? So knowing I have 40 minutes for most of my haircuts, bro, like I, I can coast through it. Like I can get the haircut done in 30. And then, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to take the extra 10 minutes and act like I'm doing something. But sometimes some clients, I know the haircut's a little more difficult to blend. So I need those extra 10, uh, 10 minutes to take that cut to the next level. Yeah. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, especially when you're 16 years in, you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I just think if, like nobody says it out loud. So I say it, I think as a barber, if you can get to the point where you can do 90% of everyday haircuts in 30 minutes or less, you'll never struggle with building a clientele because there are a lot of people. I, I would argue most people prefer to get, if, if, the, if all variables are equal when it comes to quality, they would prefer to, to get out a little bit quicker if they could. I think, yeah. I think we've lost touch with the market in the sense of, there's so many of us that think clients want to be there longer than they do. And, and sure, there are that clients that do want that extra time, that do just want to hang out, of course. But I think more more often than not, um, 
if, if, if you're giving them the, like they're paying for a result, right? So if you're giving them that quality cut, the razor, a hot tap, whatever you're doing, they're not going to, it's not going to matter if you do it in 35 minutes or 45 minutes. What's going to matter is, are you giving them the result and are they happy w- with the result? So for me, I, I'm always trying to just cater to the biggest pool of people. And I think yeah. barbers can build if they focus on getting quicker, especially in an era where that's never, it's not the focus. You and I know that like content creators and barbers online where we, we like push the quality over quantity, which again, you know, we spoke about that, but like we will glorify taking longer because we care about details and all of this stuff. But then a lot of times when a barber says they cut quicker, it's like, oh, you don't care about the details. Oh, you're rushing. Or, you know, it's it's viewed at as negative sometimes. And and sometimes in some instances, sure, it can be because maybe barbers are cutting corners, skipping sanitation, um, yeah. putting out work that they don't really care about. Sure. But there are also other barbers that at the end of the day, cutting hair is a skill set. So some barbers yeah. can just do it quicker than others. <laughs> there yeah. are barbers that can do better cuts than me quicker than me. I've seen it and it blows my mind. Right. <laughs> so, I know you've seen it too. You just yeah. do like high quality, super fast. So, you know, I, I'm kind of just being the voice for the barber pushing back a little bit and saying, Hey, you know, we can cut quicker. You, you, you can, it's okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, you know, find that sweet spot that works for you and then just operate from that frame. That's what you've done. You've been doing it for 16 years. You found the sweet spot for you. I've been the barber that was doing 30 minute slots. Then I went to 45. Then I went to hour when the pandemic happened. Then I was just standing around a lot or just dragging cuts. So I went back to 45. Then I went back to 30 and like 30 for the most part is comfortable for me. But if 40 was, I would stick with 40. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And, and I mean, if, and, and, 40, I, I think if I were to say the longest time frame for most people that they want to be in a chair, I would say it's 45 minutes. I think when yeah. you push push it past that, it's you getting it's it's tricky uh waters to get in. Sure, there are people that want to do that, but I don't know, man. I, I think 30 to 45 minutes is kind of like I would argue like 95% of people don't want to be in the chair longer than that. You know, if they have to be sure, but if they, if you, if, if you could ask them in an anonymous, anonymous poll, whatever that word is, you know, where you don't know who's (laughs) asking in a poll, if they, with all things being equal, would they rather be in the chair for an hour, hour and 15 minutes or 45 minutes or less? I think that that number is not even going to be close. I think they're going to want to be out. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying, man. Um, I think, like you said, you you will find those clients that they want you to take your time. Like, they like it. Like, they literally will leave you a review and say, oh, I like this barber because I knew he was taking his time. And exactly. I felt that he was being really, uh, his eyes for detail, his attention to detail. He was really attentive to those things. So, yes, you will find those clients like that. And sometimes those are the people you want to market to because you like cutting that way. And that's fine. But like Marv said, it's you got to do what's best for you to grow your clientele if 40 minutes is is not if people don't like getting cut in 40 minutes where you're at if they want to be out in 25 30 minutes then you have to find a way to get faster that way you can build your clientele now if for whatever reason you're at a place that they like being in the uh shop 45 minutes then cool cut hair for 45 minutes build build those clients up to make you your money yeah and and I think another thing to add too is like regardless of the time, I, I think it, it's a good goal to set it at making a dollar per minute as a barber. If you're making a dollar per minute when you're in the shop as a barber, you're making good, good money. So that's whether good. that's you getting sixty bucks in an hour or getting thirty bucks for. 
two half hour cuts in that hour. You know, that's that's 60 bucks an hour. That's 480. If you work an eight hour shift, it's damn near $500 a day. You know, that's putting you over a hundred grand, you know, at a dollar a minute. So if you are going to be the, 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 the barber that takes, a, takes their time and moves a little bit slower, you definitely want to work to, um, increase your price point. Cause again, to, to, you know, go back to the one picky client I had, you know, at that point for how long I was taking to do that client, it just didn't make sense because I was making way less than a dollar a minute. I'm taking an hour, 15 minutes making, it's like, what's the point I can do two, three people in that same time frame that I, I would enjoy being around more haircuts are easier and I can make more money. So what's the, what's the sense of, of continuing to cut you? And that's when I hit them with that high price point and, and they said, yes, but then they stopped, but aim for that. I think a dollar a minute is cool. Obviously you can get higher than that. Great. But a dollar a minute for an eight hour shift is putting you over that's six good. figures, bro. Yeah, that's good. You know? And I don't know why we act like that ain't good money as a bar. Why do we do that? Why do I, bro, most barbers are not making six figures from behind the chair, but we'll act like a dollar, you know, $400 in a day is, is not good money. $500 in a day is not good money as a barber, bro. That's putting you over six figures. Not yeah. every barber is doing that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So I don't know, guys, you, you figure it out as you go, find what works for you. Just understand as you're beginning and you're new and you're growing, um, just because you can't do something now doesn't mean you won't be able to do something. I, I, and what I mean when I say that is there was a time where if you would have told me somebody could put out a quality drop fade on Hispanic hair with enhancements in 20 minutes, I would have been like, that's not possible, bro. It's not possible. But then after traveling the country, judging barber battles, seeing all these barber showcase and seeing how, uh, how, how some barbers have mastered their skill set and you watch them and they're not rushing, they're moving, but they're just being efficient. And then, in 20 minutes it's done and you're like how like yeah. how like you can get to to some of these things that you know you may think are impossible now you know what i mean shout out yeah. to kenny too for for doing the super chat said open the shop in february start at 35 raise the 40 complimentary drinks family friendly environment and we got 874 wow. that's fire now that you need to start a class like how you did that do a course you know that's that's great bro facts bro that's that's amazing guys drop some fire emojis in the chat for kenny that's amazing yeah, and what's cool about that 30 30 to 40 price point there's you know how many people are going in there giving hundreds 80 yeah. bucks you know 100 more than 100 so yeah that's great I don't know. that's crazy you know looking at those numbers 874 new clients that's a lot of people bro that's a lot of haircuts yeah for sure what are yo kenny let us know in the chat what are some of your uh marketing strategies that you've used so that we can uh, share that, some of that on the screen. Uh, Eric yeah. wants to know, can a barber outgrow a barbershop? Definitely. So so that's the thing about a lot of uh, barbers. That's what happens. That's why barbers leave. You know, they, they feel that they need to leave because they outgrew the shop. You know, uh, for whatever reason, it may be they just feel that they're better now or the shop isn't moving in the same direction. Uh, sometimes, you know, as barbers, me personally, I like to create content and I like to go to these events. No one at, my, at the shop on map does that. But I don't feel that I've outgrown the shop. But just saying that people will feel like that. Like, oh, these barbers, they're not motivated. They don't want to do nothing. So I feel that I'm doing better so that's why a lot of barbers leave the shop they're at because they feel that they've outgrown the shop and whether they're right or wrong that's not the question at hand is at hand you know the question is why do they feel that they're outgrowing the shop so can you absolutely as a barbershop owner you want to figure out how to make your barber not feel like he's outgrowing the shop yeah 
That's the key and it right can there. be tricky, man. It, it, I deal with a lot of shop owners, bro. And if you get a barber to stay around for like three to five years, that, that's a great. That's good. That, that's a good number because there are a lot of shop owners that struggle to keep barbers a year or two. You know, so yeah. uh, there will come a time in a lot of instances where no matter how good you are as a shop owner. People just get to a certain point where they want to flap their wings. And yeah. especially if you have somebody that you you absolutely love and thinks is amazing and is so uh, independent and you don't need to tell them nothing, you know, uh, uh, unless you can really create an opportunity that makes sense for them to stick around at a certain point, they, you know, it just might be like, all right, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. But now it's time for me to fly on my own, yeah. you know? So as a shop owner, yeah, do your best to, like Tank was saying, provide an environment where, uh, people can feel like they're growing and give them opportunities to grow, but also understand that in in most instances you're only going to have a certain window with most barbers. So you got to make sure that you you have your uh, hiring process in place and and you're building barber. Uh, you know, however you're going to do it, have all of that in place. So when that barber leaves, you're not struggling to bring in some new people and then repeat that yeah. cycle. And then also just to add on that real quick, also, there's nothing wrong with outgrowing the shop you work at. There's nothing sure. wrong with that. Like that happens. And, you know, uh, you're going to want, might want to like, you may became a barber and you knew five years from now, I was going to open up your, you were going to open up your own shop. And there's nothing wrong with that. Barbershop owners and barbers need to understand that. Like, like Marvel saying that happens. People come and go. Like you just have to learn to deal with it and, you know, try to get, like he said, get that hiring process down. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times, like what me and, um, the barber guru talk about a lot, me and Chris Basio talked about and a bunch of people that, you know, that have successfully opened multiple shops. Um, you just want to create that space that people want to work at, Yeah, you know, like if, if you have a, a establishment that is well known in the city, right. And, and people love going there. It's got all of these positive reviews. Maybe they do some cool content. It's a, it's a popping spot. You're not going to struggle to hire barbers or attract barbers. If you ain't, you ain't got the spot that's popping like that, you know, you ain't really providing nothing for barbers to be attracted to. Of course, you're going to yeah. struggle to, to bring barbers in, you know, that me and Vinny, were talking about that on the last live. He's like, but man, I haven't had to actively reach out for barbers. They come to me because they yeah. know, you know, so focus on making sure you're building a, a, a shop that people want to work at where you're being selfless and you're being of service and understand that they don't work for you. You work for them and yeah. you're doing your best to provide them an environment to grow and give them opportunities to grow and take them to the next level. If you do that, you know, you're going to be able to um, never struggle with hiring barbers. But yeah, like, like they say, you can definitely outgrow a shop for sure. Yeah. And, and and one thing I would say to add to that too is this is why I think it's important to get involved with like online courses or online mentorships and things like that because a lot of times in your home city back at your own shop you will be the most motivated person right and and you will right. be trying to drag these people with you take them to the events show them all the tune into the lives and all of this and they're not going to want to do it and, and you might start to think that you a little bit crazy or you know, they might start making you feel a little crazy because you want to do all this extra stuff and, and they don't where when you, you know, tank, whereas yeah. if you, you, you start getting involved with different barbers online, join some courses, a Marvy Marv social media course or a, a six figure barber, Chris Basio mentorship, or start going to some of these expos, you'll start to see there are other, 
barbers out there who are just as hungry or hungrier than you, who yeah. are just as crazy about content and crazy about growing as you. I, I know one thing I see with Tank a lot that I absolutely love is I see him connecting with all of these cool content creators, doing stuff with Cut Flow Dre and Barber June, doing sit downs with Papito and doing all this cool stuff, you know, and, and you guys could be doing the same thing too. So, you know, if you feel like you are the most motivated person in your shop and all these other barbers ain't motivated and all of this, you know, maybe join some courses, some mentorship, start going to some events so you can find some um, like-minded people and you can yeah. get that, that it's scratched. Like I, a lot of times I'm, uh, every day I'm having conversations with, you know, I'm talking to Will Stam in Atlanta today. I'm talking to Donnie Joseph in South Dakota. I'm talking to Nito out in Charlotte. These are the people I'm talking to. I'm talking to Tank today. He's out in Texas, right? So I'm having these high value, high quality conversations that I want to have with people that I enjoy speaking with and they're from all over the world and you guys can be doing the same thing. I'm sure Tank, you can speak on that too because you do it every day too. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and that, that's one thing that I think kind of helped me uh, still stay at the shop I'm at because I think at a, a point in time, I kind of felt that I was outgrowing the shop because the guys weren't as motivated as I was when it came to wanting to grow, wanting to attend these events and there's not, there's, you have to understand, not everybody is the same type of barber. I know a lot of people in this chat, we are really similar. We want to, you know, make, you know, uh, make content, watch content, stuff like that. So cool. But not every barber is like that. And th that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But when you do start going to these events, showing face, talking to people, building your own, uh, group of friends that you talk to on a daily, like bro, me, Cutflow Dre, Barbara June, Jay Blends, we're literally in a group chat and we talk daily. And I feel that we're like really good friends and they're in different cities. So it's okay to build that community with different barbers outside of your shop. Like, I don't know why as barbers, sometimes we think it's wrong to be friends with other barbers that aren't in the shop. Like, like oh, Especially locally. Bro, yeah, it's like, oh, don't talk to the barber over there. Like, he, he works at this shop. And it's like, bro, like, what? Like, why can't we just be cool? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, man, b build a community, go to these events, get some motivation. And there's nothing wrong with taking their number down, following them on Instagram, shooting messages, talking to them, calling them on the phone. And I promise you that's going to help you feel motivated regardless of the environment that you're in. Barbers! Yes, and if you're looking for a cool community to join, come join Marvy Marv's Interactive <laughs> Social Media course. Do I got any course family tapped in right now? Type family in the chat. I know Tank, he, he uh, Tank was already building and, and focused on growing our social media, and he ended up joining the course. Right. That was dope. I was excited. I'm like, yo, let's go, because I knew yeah. Tank was going to be able to get some gems from it and, and add value to the community um, as well. We got a dope community of people uh, somebody asked, is there new content added to your course daily or monthly? So the way it's set up, uh, as quick as I could possibly explain it, is it's a curriculum that is, it's a marketing curriculum, right? And that setup that you can access 24-7, um, there's a whole bunch of videos. I've laid it out as a six-week course. You can access all of it. And then I have a private page that you get access to as well, where if you got questions about stuff, you can message me. Um, that's a page where I upload stuff to the story. It's on Instagram, so I upload stuff to the story or upload stuff to the page as new updates and stuff are, are released. Um, so whenever you need help with anything, that would be the page you hit me up. Um, from, but come join the family, man. Come rock with Marvy Marv Tank. I see we got some family retro in here. Q Gifted Hands is in here. Wavy Cuts is in here. Slim says I'm signing up. I start. Let's go, Barber. Sign up. Sign up tonight. Yeah. If you sign up tonight, let me know. After, after this live, sign up. Say I was just on a live with you and Tank, 
and I'll hook you up with some. I'll hook you up with some free stuff. I even, I even get some uh, shirts from Tank Store. We send you some shirts from Tank Store too. Go, so sign go. up tonight and let me know um, afterwards. All right, barbers. Um, so what else? Let me look in the little comments. Or yeah, yeah. Did you have something you want to say? Tank? No, 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 man. Let's get to some of these. I know we've had uh, a lot of people asking some great questions. Let's see if we got any any other ones we need to jump in on. Okay, bet, bet. And one thing I will say, this is what I'll say as I'm looking for questions. And if you see see some questions too, let me know. Um, what I will say about Tank and people like Tank and, and, and some of the people who are really making a name for themselves in, the, in this industry um, – Bro, they're investing into themselves. Like I said, Tank was doing his YouTube thing, figuring all that out, working on Instagram, and he still invested it in the social media course. Me, I'm signing up for courses, classes. I'm doing it all the time, just like Tank is. Tank is still paying for this stuff too. And one of the common denominators I've seen amongst the, the barbers who are growing the fastest and some of the most successful barbers that uh, I, I've met, so many of them, even if they're teaching classes, they done took more classes than they've taught. They've, they've, you know, they joined courses, did stuff online, did mentorship. So, you know, if, if you want to accelerate your process, man, and you got opportunities to, to join a Marvy Marv social media course or a Chris Basio six figure barber mentorship, bro, take advantage of these resources. Like, think about it, Tank. Imagine if you could have joined a Marvy Marv course before, you know, back in the day when you were a new barber or a Chris Basio six figure mentorship. When you're a barber, bro, how much would that have accelerated your career? Bro, it'll speed the process up so much because I think a lot of times we like to learn as we go, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you have people like Marv, uh, Chris, you know, Basio, uh, people who are giving these courses, they've already done the stuff that's wrong and they're giving you everything that's right. So why would you not want to cut out all the bulk and just have the meat of everything you need right in front of you? So take courses, take classes, attend classes. I always tell people go to and attend classes because the good thing about a class that's different from a course is when you actually go to a class and you don't you don't quite understand something right then and there, you can raise your hand and ask a question right then and there. Opposed to a course, you have to, all right, let me see if I can understand it and then shoot emails and stuff like that. So it's a little different, but... When you go to these classes, learn, jump in these courses, watch the videos, learn, be willing to learn, ask, you know, all that great stuff. And I guarantee you, you're going to cut out a lot of the excess stuff and you're going to be more successful a lot quicker. Yeah. You learn from the people who are on the path that you want to be on. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got somebody, Chris Basio has done some amazing things in the industry from any angle you look at it from, and he's offering a mentorship. You're not going to lose by joining that. You know, when you, when you look at me, obviously you guys see what I do with social media. So, I, I mean, you can do your homework and know, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to learn something, you know? So yeah. you're, you're always going to learn when you invest in yourself. It's always going to be a positive ROI, whether it be a course online or, or a class in person, just don't hesitate to invest in yourself. So many of us will waste money on just stupidity. But then when it comes to investing in ourselves, whether it be a class, a course, a new clipper or a mentorship, whatever, we would be all hesitant, a new half guard buying some clipper side or whatever. Like we'd be all hesitant to invest in ourselves, but we'll spend money on a, on, on, on some stupidity. So, yeah. um, <laughs> invest in yourselves. We seen, uh, we got our guy, Sean cuts hair said, when are we doing this, Marv, Sean, DM me on Instagram. We'll make it happen. You guys want to see me and Sean do a conversation. I think that'd be fire as well. Shout outs to you YouTubers, right? Are, do you consider yourself a YouTuber, Tank? Uh, 
I, I do. And the reason why I do is because I started doing YouTube before I was blown up on Instagram. You know, I started doing YouTube heavy in 2020 and I was really trying to push that. And then Instagram, I didn't start pushing to like 20, you know, 2021 ish. So I consider myself a YouTube barber also, you know, but you know, I'm just a content creator, really. I'm just creating content, trying to use all the platforms and just trying to grow on, on each of them. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. Bakari said, let's talk about Google. We was talking about Google. Bakari, where was you at? You're going to have to rewind this. Go back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm going to save this to the page so you can go back um, and rewatch it. But Google is super powerful. I always tell people, and, th and this is one of the gems I always give in the course. Um, sure, we can use social media to to build and grow our clientele. It's a powerful tool that we have, right? And it can attract so many clients to come do business with us in our shop. But what I always recommend is let's use social media as a tool to, to really make an uh, uh, impact and expand our brand globally, right? Because if you just limit using social media as a tool to help you get clientele, I mean, think about it. How many people are you coming in contact with every day on social media that can't come see you for a haircut, right? Whereas if you use social media as a tool to help you expand your brand and, and grow your influence all over the world, it, you can you can make an impact all over the world and make an income from all over the world. I, I always use the example of if I were to offer you guys an opportunity to get your hair cut for free from me every week for the rest of this year or in next year, how many of you would take advantage of that opportunity or even could? Probably none of y'all, right? Whereas if I tell you guys, hey, go pick up some shirts from my store, go pick up some shirts from Tank Store, join my social media course. All of you guys could take advantage of that, right? So I say all that to say that you don't need to use social media as a tool to uh, uh, specifically focus on attracting clientele to come get their haircut from you. You can use Google. You can use Yelp. You can use more traditional ways of getting clients and then use social media as a tool to help you expand your brand, expand your reach, become more global and generate an income in, in, in ways where you can you know, get money from people all over the world. And, you know, that's one of the things I show y'all how to do in my social media course as well. We've lost Tank. We've lost. Oh, Tank switched the angles up on us. Hey, hey, my, my camera just died on me, man. I had to switch it up. Tank switched the, he said it's all about the angles and he switched the, uh, the, the angles on us. Barbers. Y'all can still hear me good though? Yeah, I can still hear you good. All right, cool. I'm trying to connect my phone. Yeah, I was, I was getting my phone stuff. My I, I didn't even see my camera. I thought I had it plugged in, and I didn't. Well, I did, but connected to the computer. You know what it is, but we're still here. We're still here. We're still talking. We're still getting it in. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, Tank, we got, we're got we almost at two hours. How long you want to go? You want to rock for like another 15 minutes, maybe answer, uh, do like a rapid-fire question thing? Or or what's up with you? I, I just need to make sure you're still good. Tank can't hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. My, my, I, I'll unplug my man, tank, tank going in and out on us. You seeing it happen in yo, real yo, time. Yo. Content creators figuring it out. Barbers. We good? So, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, we cool. can We can hear you. Okay. So, guys, here's what I'm going to say. We're going to rock out for about another 15 minutes. Um... And what I want y'all to do is ask questions, all right? Ask questions, and what I'll do is do our, uh, uh, I'll, I'll put them on the screen, and me and Tank will do our best to answer as many questions as possible for the next 15 minutes, all right? So ask your questions if you feel like 
we haven't covered some, or is there something you just want to know, or you need to hear more details on, shoot your questions. And uh, Tank, what I'll ask of you as they're asking the questions, um, let, let's try our best to answer them in like rapid fire fashion. Let's you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I can definitely ramble. I'm, I think I'm more of a rambler than you. Um, we could definitely ramble. So let's try to answer as many of them as we can, as fast as we can. Let's go. So Wavy Cut says, Marv, you're going to take that south uh, side fade challenge. from? <laughs> Wait, what, what, what's he talking about? So uh, I, dropped, I dropped a video on uh, YouTube like last week. Uh, yep. I don't know if you know what a south side fade is. Please tell me you know yeah. what a south side Okay, cool. I know what it is. All right, cool. So I did one on YouTube, and uh, I, you know, I, I called out a lot of barbers. I called out you, uh, oh. Sean, three sixty Jeezy, S Craft, and uh, three sixty Jeezy already responded to it. Like he already posted a Southside haircut. Uh, I think Saturday. So that's basically all it is, man. I was just trying to create some uh, some fun for for the for the internet, for the YouTube, all that good stuff. Oh, little man's in the building. What's, What's good? up, bro? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah. I've been downstairs in a minute, buddy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, for those of you that follow me, I don't really do haircut stuff. I, you know, I, I, I don't really do that. So, I don't know if I'm going to do the Southside Fade Challenge. I guess maybe if I have somebody that I can do it on, I'll do it. But that's not my lane. <laughs> not my lane, but if I if I need to hop in it for a minute, maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, Carlos says I'm cut uh, cut from the side of my house. Any cut from inside of my house? Any tips? What do you got? I, I cut from the side of my house. Any tips? Uh, man, really, just market. You're gonna have to get on your marketing game, like we said earlier. Make sure you're posting. Make sure you're uh, trying to get your clientele to bring you more clients. All that stuff is going to help you grow if you're cutting, especially at, at your house. Now, you may not be able to do the Google thing, but you can create a presence online with Instagram, TikTok, and even YouTube shorts now. So get on that blast. Start posting. Get get people to refer people. All that, all that good stuff will help you build yourself up. Okay. Why do you like the Rebel over the Instinct? I would like to say that both of those clippers are fire. But why do you prefer the Rebel over the Instinct? I'm assuming uh, you said that. Well, currently, that's one of my go-tos was the Rebel. And the reason why is I just like the way that the uh, the Gamma Dub Guards cut with the Rebel. You know, it's not, I don't think it's that they're better than the Instincts. I just like the way they feel in my hand better. And I just like the way they cut with those guards. Uh, the Instincts are great clippers. But I just... The ergonomics of them kind of are still a little different to me. You know, I really don't. They're not my favorite ergonomically. That's why I tend to go for the Rebels over the Instinct. Yeah, the Instincts, uh, I remember when I first felt them, they felt like a trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, like a bigger trimmer, and, and they were super light. I was amazed at how powerful they were. And they're, they're a fire clipper. Yeah, I think yeah. they're both fire clippers. I, I, I think it boils down to, again, like we discussed earlier, just preference, ergonomically preference. Um, I think the, the one kind of in, the instinct could have with people that I've heard is the vibration is just too much for some people because they are powerful. So that might turn some people off. But I think both of those are fire clippers. And um, I've used both of them. I got both of them. You know, I, I create content, so I get a lot of stuff shipped to me for free. So. <laughs> that's another thing guys like understand i get this stuff for free i know tank does too you know what i mean we get stuff yeah. for free so um that's why we have so many clippers but i tell you what if i wasn't getting all these clippers for free i damn sure wouldn't be buying them all i wouldn't and i wouldn't recommend you do either um but they're both great clippers um enhancement or not enhancement what are your thoughts 
Uh, I think it depends. Uh, it depends on your client. If that's something that your client likes, if it's something that your client wants, then I say, sure, go for it. But if it's not, then don't. You, there's no need to do it. Now, if you want to create a fire post, you want to have a great video on your page for the aesthetics of it, then sure, go ahead and do it. But remember, guys, not the normal person probably doesn't want enhancements. The, nor the normal client probably doesn't. But like I said, if you're doing a, a post for a video, you want to take some pictures to make your portfolio look better. Uh, your client asks that, hey, bro, I'm going out tonight. I need to look super sharp. Then, hey, go for it. Knock out that enhancement. But don't think that every client needs it because every client does not need it. Facts. And when you're asking a client if they want it and you're trying to explain it to them, pay attention to their body language because sometimes clients are they, they want to avoid any potential conflict or confrontation. You might be excited about the enhancements and your energy might lead them to say that they want it, but they really don't. They just don't know how to tell you no. Um, try your best to pay attention to people's body language. And if you, you're offering it to them and you can tell they want it, sure, go for it. But if if they're just saying, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, and they, they really don't, maybe just say, all right, maybe next time and, um, you know, skip on it because not everybody uh, wants it. How did Jeezy do, Tank, on the so video? So the thing is, I haven't watched it yet because I want to do a reaction video to it. So I saw the intro because everyone's like, bro, you got to go watch it. So I just watched his intro. And, you know, Jeezy's a fool, man. He's a he's a great he's entertainer. Funny. He's funny as hell, man. So I watched, like, the intro, and I was like, nope, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to wait. Uh, so I'm probably going to be doing a reaction to it tomorrow. So I'll probably be watching it tomorrow for the first time. That way I can y'all can see my genuine reaction to how he cut the hair. Love it. Would you recommend a slow shop in a superb location? A slow shop in a Would you recommend a slow shot? I think they mean shop. I think I feel okay. like it's autocorrect. Uh, I mean, if it's in a good location, why would it be slow? You know, you got to. Right. You should be able to push them out. Uh, but if you do happen to have a great location and you are slow, then obviously the marketing isn't there. People don't know you're there. Uh, you, you don't have enough barbers in there willing to put out cuts. Because sometimes what happens also is uh, if you have no clients or no barbers taking the walk-ins, that shop gets that reputation of not cutting any walk-ins. So now you're not going to get any new clientele into the shop. It's just going to be those same appointments that come every week. So make sure you have someone to take walk-ins, slide walk-ins in if you got to, and uh, promote promotion is a key yeah if you're in a superb location like tank said it the, the shop shouldn't be slow right yeah. so the one thing i would would say is you might want to be a little cautious uh, of of the leadership and who you're working with because clearly they're not doing something right so you know if you're if you're bringing some new ideas and new strategies to the table and they're just shooting it all down it may be a sign for you to you know do what you got to do to be able to build and then go elsewhere um but but it could just be maybe they're just uninformed and not really sure how to make it busier. And that's where maybe you guys can come in and you can introduce some new content strategies or Google My Business or new ways of marketing to elevate the shop. Because if you're in a superb location that there's got other businesses in the area, got a bunch of people in the area that, that's showing you there's people there. Like Tank said, maybe they just don't know you're there. So yeah. we got to let them know you're there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's your advice for a new barber that isn't confident yet, Tank? Uh, you're gonna have to learn to be confident. I know, I know it's hard and I know it's uncomfortable, but you need some level of confidence. You need to understand that you know you have to be confident. And even if you're not confident, do the cut to the best of your ability, and then just just go from there. Like it's really hard to give advice on that because if you're not confidence is key. You know, 
in a lot of things. I know some people who they're really confident and they give they give that energy so it helps attract clients. It helps attract what they want to get attracted to them. So you have to be confident in a sense. Even if you're not 100% sure you can do something, you need to find a way to build some confidence. So let's say, let's say your haircuts, you know your haircuts aren't the best haircuts yet, but you know your edge ups are on point or your customer service is on point. Be confident about that. Right. Like, like, no, like, hey, yeah, like my cuts, like, don't tell them. But obviously understand that your cuts may not be there yet, but your customer service is on point. You're on time. You know, the barber, you have a good communication with the clients. Stuff like that is a great way to help you build your confidence, even even though it's not the confidence that you may need right now. But I guarantee you it's going to help make you feel a little more confident. Yeah, I love that. Very well said. And what I would add is just understand, guys, confidence is 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 built and it's created. Right, I wouldn't ever tell you just be confident. No, because it, because it, it, that could lead to you making some real reckless decisions if you just act like you know what I'm saying like you're just supposed to be confident. It's, it's it's borderline, I guess, delusional, which could be good but could be bad as well. So so what I would say um, to to add to what Tank is saying is by knowing confidence is built and created, strive to be brave. Don't mm. worry so much about being confident. Be brave and do the thing that scares you, right? Do it regardless of how you feel about it because w- what's going to happen is you're going to build confidence and you're going to become confident because what builds confidence is you putting yourself in positions that you don't think you can handle and then overcoming those challenges. That's what's going to create confidence by you consistently doing things that scare you a little bit it's just for whatever little reason, and you put yourself in that, that 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 environment, you come out of it, now you feel like you just conquered something. It's ultimately going to lead to you being confident if you do that time and time again. So, you know, worry more about being brave and courageous as opposed to confidence because the more brave and courageous you are, the more confident that you're going to be in, in the long run. Barbers! Uh, K-Cuts Hair says, with life and everything in the world, I feel like from time to time you lose that spark. So, like, for me, every show I go reignites uh, my spark. Uh, what to do if you uh, ever felt like that? And I- I'd like for you to share some of your thoughts. But what I will say, bro, is I was just telling um, that w- that was you I was talking to before the live where I was saying I've just been kind of in, uh, in a rut. Like, it's been yeah. a little. Yeah. So like, you know, just the last few days, I, I've been in a little rut where it's just been a little cold, been rainy, just haven't really felt super motivated. So I've been in a little rut uh, myself. So there are times I go go through that for sure. Um, and I think it's a normal part of life, you know. Um, but then I remind myself that, okay, there are things that have to get done regardless if I'm in a rut or not, regardless of how I feel. So that's when I, I, I do what I know I need to do. And then a lot of times what happens is that spark gets reunited once I start taking some action. So, you know, I just wanted to share that because I, I feel like that too sometimes where it's just like, ah, I kind of lost my spark and I, I'm sure you felt like that too. Yeah. I think, I think that happens to everybody, man. I, everyone can't be on the go 24 seven. We would like to. And yeah, sometimes we have streaks where we do that, but same, same thing. Like when I get in those situations like that, uh, going to events really sparks, you know, me to get back into it. Uh, talking to my fellow content creators who I'm good friends with, you know, we start talking bouncing ideas off of each other. Next thing you know, like, all right, I'm re- I, I got some new ideas. Let's go. Even being in the shop and talking to some of my, uh, you know, the coworkers and, 
just talking to them about stuff that isn't about like cutting hair or or creating content. Just being like a normal human being sometimes gets me back to being motivated. Because I think our mind, as we're content creators and barbers, our mind is always like, all right, content, content, haircuts, haircuts, content, haircuts, content, haircuts. So when you actually just take a little breather and just be normal for a little bit, you, you'll find that spark comes back to you. Facts. I've already spent over six hundred from my Google uh, Google My Business ad so far. Should I keep it going, it, bro? If you're getting a positive return, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, if if you're spending six hundred and you're making six hundred and fifty in return, yeah, you're you're investing your money and you're growing your money. I mean, it, investing in the Google My Ads is going to grow your money faster than just letting it sit in the bank is. Yeah. You know, you ain't going to get no, wait, what's the interest rate? You let $600 sit in the bank, going to make you a 601 uh, uh, after a year. You know what I mean? You're not going to make no money having to just sit in the bank. So I would say if you're um, seeing a positive return, absolutely. If you get to a point where you're happy with your clientele, don't feel like you really need more business and stuff like that, you know, maybe at that point you can turn it off and start putting your money elsewhere. But I mean, as long as it's positive, I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say also is uh, make sure that on your Google My Business, uh, make sure that you're having people leave reviews because even if an ad pops up on mine and there's like no reviews for that shop, I kind of feel kind of shady. Like, you know, is this a real shop? Is it really people going here? So make sure you have people leaving reviews on your on your Google account and also make sure you're responding to those reviews. Right. Like a lot of times people forget about that part of the reviewing, because once you respond, it lets people know, like, OK, these people are actually active in what people say on their on their business. So they care about what's going on. So they have a good sense of customer service. So make sure you're doing those little things also. And that may help you get you more, you know, uh, more money from the six hundred dollars that you're spending already. Gems, barbers, Blur Gotti said, how are you going to repost me on your page? But don't follow me back, Marv. Yo, homie, my guy <laughs> said, so I love Marv. Bro, because I like the piece of content. You crushed it. It was mad good. But that doesn't mean I'm going to follow you back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like That content piece was fire, and I tagged you in it. You know what I'm saying? But it, um, it doesn't mean I'm going to follow you back. The one thing I would say about the whole follow back thing, and I know it makes some of y'all upset, but it's just the truth, and you know I always give y'all the truth. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If I really had the time or the, the, the app or system to do it, I would unfollow everybody. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'd unfollow everybody, and I would follow back the people that I actually know, the people that I vibe with in real life, and then the content creators who create content um, that inspire me. I follow a lot of people now because back when the follow-for-follow follow strategy was one that I was using way back in the day, I just followed a lot of people. They followed me. We was doing that, but I'm in a different space now, and I, I just don't be wanting to see a lot of content anymore. I want to see content um, that inspires me, that motivates me, that, that ignites creativity in me. And, and I want to follow people that I, I really rock with. So, I mean, there's going to come a time where I'm probably going to lose a nice chunk of followers because I'm going to get rid of everybody. <laughs> and then I'm going to follow the people back that I know that I vibe with and whose content I, I really like. So blur Gotti, I appreciate that video. You absolutely crushed it. I know it's all love. Uh, what I will say is, you know, keep the good content going, or maybe when we, we meet and really vibe, who, who knows, you might see that follow back, but uh, <laughs> until then, um, it, you know, it's, you know, it's all of your way too, homie. Appreciate you. Um, let's see, we got, it's two, two, two hours, 14 minutes in. Um, who, who's your favorite barber rapper? Oh God. Yeah. Now what tank? <laughs> uh, your favorite, my favorite barber rapper, honestly, um, I like I like uh, Cuff Flow Dre's 
music that he does. Uh, ooh, I'm but, telling Coldis you said that. But, but see, I'm, telling you Coldis, I'm telling him. Ooh. <laughs> but hey, Coldis has been dropping some fire, bro. Like he really has. But I feel that there are two different styles of barber music. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I think Coldis is really like spitting bars. Like he's actually dropping fire, bro. And then I think uh my boy Cutflow Dre, he's more, he has a song about a certain scenario. So it's it's different type of music for me, but they're both good. And that's why I like them both. Yeah. Y- y'all lucky I don't want to rap no more because I come in and <laughs> just start acting a fool. But I'm a, as retired as they come. But they, they, you're right, though. They're both two totally different styles. Like, like Coldest is sitting there thinking about how can I say, like, have the craziest wordplay. Where Cutflow Dre is like, how can I have the catchiest thing to create, like, a sound around. So they are... They're delivering different styles and they're both fire. Um, and you'll probably see Marvy Marv messing with that with them in the future too. Yo, Sean said the instinct is doo-doo. Come on, Sean. The instinct Sean, is not hating? doo-doo, bro. Why are you hating? <laughs> why you not think for you? It's just yeah, not yeah. for you. Yo, he said it's doo-doo. <laughs> nah, I think I think the instinct is uh is a great clipper. It's the the thing that I thought was weird about it was how small it is. That was that was a little weird to me at first, but them things cut. Um yeah. they cut very good. Um, uh, this is a different question. What are your thoughts on clients bringing their dogs to the shop? I even have dog treats in the drawer for when they show up. What I will say is this, there was one time when one of my barbers got a puppy, the smallest little puppy pit bull. It was a small, little, cutest little thing. And, um, we had a client, a walk-in come in and was sitting there, uh, a older lady and, uh, the dog was in the back and then the dog came running out cause excited cause the person came in, bro. And she freaked out, like freaked out, like froze, like, ah! To the point where I, I'm not gonna lie, me and my barber, which I don't know if I should have reacted that way, but we kind of like got offended. It threw out like slick comments, like the way mm. she reacted. Like I shouldn't have did it, knowing what I know now. But I was kind of like the, the dog's name was Spirit. I was like, "Come here, Spirit. We don't want you to eat her now." You know, she thinks uh, you're gonna eat her. You know, I did yeah. that dumb. Yeah, I should probably shouldn't have did that, but um, that that happened one time. Um, now when some people bring their dogs. You know, I just try to make sure every y- y'all all good with dogs. Y'all cool with yeah. dogs. Everybody's cool with it. Then we let the dog rock out. I love dogs, and our all my barbers love dogs, so we love the dog. But if somebody feels uncomfortable and they vocalizes it, or we can see that they're uncomfortable, at that point, I I probably have to be like, yo, we we gotta we gotta have a uh, you know Gregory go outside for a little bit. What yeah. do you think about the dogs? Uh, so we haven't really had anybody bringing any dogs, bro. Uh. I mean, if we have, they're like little, like a Frenchie or a little teacup chihuahua, some small. And, you know, I think that's cool. You're going to hold the dog anyways. Uh, I know a couple years back, though, this is this was a couple years back, uh, maybe like seven, eight years ago, one of our barbers brought his pit bull. And bro, yeah. this one of no little baby pit bull. It was a, it was a it was a big dog, bro. Like it, it was it was borderline scary. Like I was scared of it because I don't, yeah. I don't trust big pit bulls, bro. Like I don't. Like I've been bitten by a dog, so I have dogs, but I don't know, man. But long story short. That dog was uh, it wasn't a good dog to have in the shop. We had to tell him, "Hey, bro, you can't, you, you got to leave the dog at home. Drop him off with you know your mom, somebody like that. You can't bring that dog up here because it was just, it w- it was showing signs of aggression, and that's not something you want to happen in the, like want to happen in the shop. And even though he put it in a kennel, everything, you know how kids are, bro. They running around, they see a little dog in a cage. Let me put my fingers in here. You don't want the dog to bite the fingers off. You know? So it's like we had to tell him, like, bro, like." 
We don't know if he's aggressive or not, but it, it seems that he's showing signs of aggression. So let's just not bring the dog for for safety reasons, you know. Uh, but like some some of our barbers, you know, bring you know they got some Frenchies. They bring them, and everyone loves dogs, you know. Like, like oh yeah, it's cool. But like you said, I think if if it's offensive to people or people are scared, then you just gotta say, hey, bro, like you can't, you know, we can't have the dog in here. Yeah, for sure. And I will add with the instinct, I do agree that it does, that there have been problems with the motor and it, it, it can get hot too. So be on the lookout for that. But I, I think that's just because there's just the, the type of motor it is and the fact that it's just so powerful. Um, you know, it, it, it's that thing, it's, that thing be cooking in there. Uh, Tank, we're, we're getting to the end of this uh, to, to wrap it up. So uh, Gato Cuss said, or Gato said tank if you could share a message with the world what would that be i think this is a good question to like kind of almost wrap this up on all right well i'm, I'm gonna speak to my barbers in this obviously this is the barbers let me, no, let me, let me barbers. barbers podcast or gym talk you know what i'm saying so yeah. uh what i would say is when it comes to being a barber guys we got to remember that we are still in the customer service industry and i understand that we want to give these blurry blends these nice fades and you want to do all this but you got to remember customer service is probably going to get you and keep more clientele than anything so be a, a great customer service provider to all your clientele uh be willing to go the extra mile for your clientele when it comes to like little things the hair on the neck you know having them come back if something is messed up on the haircut small things like that i guarantee you it's going to keep y'all keeping those clients and have y'all bringing back new clients and just if you're a content creator and a barber just get after it, record your haircuts. You know, it doesn't always have to be just a haircut for the content. You know, it could be you talking about a haircut, you giving a tutorial. It could be you talking about a new clipper. It could be talking about a scenario in the shop. Just kill the game, go hard, and just keep grinding. Let's go. Barbers! If you guys feel like you got value out of this conversation, I need y'all to do a couple things. Number one, spam the chat with a whole bunch of gems. Let me know if y'all got some gems. Let me know if y'all feel like this was a gem talk tonight. Spam the chat with gems. Also, if you haven't done so already, hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you enjoyed the conversation uh, and you want to see more conversations like this. Also, follow Tank Be Chopping on YouTube and yes, Instagram. Make sure you do that. I know I um I tagged them in the, the description of the video, so it's easy to click them for YouTube and then just search them up like this on um, Instagram. Make sure you follow him. And then also, if you haven't done so, since we're wrapping this up, take a screenshot or take a picture of this uh, with your phone and share this to your story. Um, tag me and tank in it. So that way we can show y'all some love and, uh, feel free to share some of your thoughts. If you felt like it was a gem talk, um, share it to your story, tag me and tank be chopping, um, in it barbers. I see the gems coming in. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for taking time to kick it with us. If you're tapped in, uh, you tuned in a little late, I will be uploading this to the channel so you can go back. Um, and you can rewatch it. Make sure you take uh, check out tankbechopping.com. He got a few shirts and stuff on there. He's got some other cool stuff on there. Check that out. And also make sure you visit ismarvmarv.com. Uh, enroll in the interactive social media course. Buy some barber merch. You already heard us talk about the importance of barber mer merch earlier. Make sure you pick some of that up. And if you do decide to join the social media course, which I recommend you do, and I think Tech Tank recommends you do as well, yeah, um, make sure you mention you joined um, 
join tonight and make sure you mention this live and uh, I'll make sure I hook you guys up with some free stuff for joining um, tonight. Uh, Gator Custer, really appreciate you guys and what you do in this industry. Uh, I have to recap, just finished, but pack with gems. We got a bunch of the gems. You see them coming in, Tank. You did your bro, thing tonight, bro. bro. I appreciate it, man. Hey, I just want to talk to them one time, man. Well, for, to you first, uh, Marv, I just want to say I appreciate it, bro. I know I told you earlier, uh, but I appreciate you allowing me to come on to your platform, drop a little bit of bars, you know what I'm saying? Drop some of these gems with you and and the Barber's family, you know what I'm You're saying? getting good uh, at the Barber's thing, bro. <laughs> well, ever since you you called me out, I, 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 I've been practicing. I've been in the mirror every morning. Like, I got to make, make Marv proud. Let's do this right. Uh Appreciate you, Dre. Dre, bro. yo, Dre, Tank said you're his favorite barber rapper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I appreciate you, Marvin. Like like Dre said, bro, uh, I was, like, giving you your flowers. I mean, not to you, but we're amongst the guys talking. And uh, I was like, bro, Marvin is, like, a marketing genius when it comes to, like, everything, bro. Like, it, it, it's really facts when I say that. And I know y'all can learn a lot of his, what he does on his website Join the media, the social media course. I'm I'm a part of it. I watched it. I learned a lot, and y'all y'all can learn a lot too, man. I promise you, it's it's going down. Y'all know what it is, man. Yes, and Tank again. Just got to give you your flowers and say I appreciate the hell out of you, and I love, 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 love everything you're doing for the industry. And like I always tell you, bro, anything you ever need from me, um, don't hesitate to let me know. You got my full support. I believe in what you're doing. And, um, I, and I just want to do my best to support you in any way so that you can keep making an impact on the barbers. Like blur God, he said, I know you've seen, it. I see you smile, <laughs> say, say the barbers in your wrestling voice. I know you've seen it. Um, you, you got my full support. I love what you're doing and I, I love to see you coming up and just keep going, bro. Keep going. Don't slow down. Uh, unless life takes you in a different spot where, you know, obviously it's like, I gotta, I gotta focus more on this, but keep doing what you're doing, man. You're a blessing for the industry. We're all thankful Thank for you. And I, I definitely appreciate you taking two and a half hours to kick it and hang out with me. So we will do it again. Let us know in the chat. If you want to see a part two in the future and you want tank be chopping to come back for part two. Um, one last time, if you haven't already done so make sure you follow tank on all platforms. So, um, Barbers, we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us for two and a half hours. Um, again, if you're tapped in late, I will be reposting this to the page so you can go back and rewatch it. I'm about to wrap this up. Tank, I want you to hang out, though. I'm going to end the live, and we can chop it up for like five minutes. To the rest Ooh. of y'all, keep chasing greatness, keep pushing, and me and Tank will tap in with you soon. Make sure you tag us in the story post. Barbers, let's hear the barbers in the wrestling voice, Tank. Barbers. Hey. Keep chasing greatness, y'all.